<laughs> I'm gonna send this to you. I'm gonna put it in the chat and you just click it. All right, bet. Episode 45 of the Critically Unfocused Podcast. Don't click this shit and and like close your your chat window though, like your thing. But just look oh, at the picture. Yes, on the computer. Okay, I'm just talking about like in the. You were sending us freaky pics of Eddie George. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Hell, look at him. That actually is kind of a freaky pic. Where did they take that at? That's hilarious. not in his new job. Yeah, Why do they have a red carpet picture of Eddie George in a jersey? He had like oh, a 15 year career. Red carpet picture, right? It looks yeah, like he's got like, like a, like a Sunday ticket event. It says like the Direct TV logo yeah. behind. Yeah, wow. hey, Eddie, can I you come and run on screen for us for a little bit, bud? Oh my god, he licked his lips first. <laughs> I oh, need Tony on this season. Oh, brother. The funniest picture, All right, what the funniest picture I've ever seen is that one for like that old Atlanta Falcons safety, his college picture where he's like like this and he got the football between his feet. Oh that's my god, funny. yeah. That's the funniest football picture ever. He took the senior picture. I can't believe that. Jesus, man. What's going on with what's number 45? What's up? Four five, the big four five. Yeah, what's good? What's good, guys? It's been a while. It's what's been a while for you. I, I, yeah, that's who Who am I talking about? I ain't talking about you. I hate you, nigga. Uh, yeah, I had to take a little sabbatical, but I'm back, back to kick some ass. Gotta, dog, you guys have no idea how infuriating it is to listen to your niggas talk <laughs> that when you can usually yell at them and they say something you disagree with. I'm in the car, like Todd Bowles didn't have draft power, nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just be <laughs> mad at myself. Got to text you four days later. Shit don't even hit the same. Just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to... Damn, well, I forgot what we was uh, talking about last time. I remember you, you'd have had my back for something we was debating last It was year. the Todd Bowles thing. Probably was. <laughs> he got shafted. Hey, but I'm back. We we jumping Blake again. Yeah, we bite. Are we going to start there? No, you no, no, no. About, You want to talk about your week for nothing like that? No, Y'all we good? can't. Good? That, that's part of my. Out? That's part of my week is telling you how much I hate you when you're not around. All right, <laughs> but I'm back. I, I did miss you guys. I missed. I missed the fans. You know the game. I I don't know if they still love me. I got to come back and put up a triple double today. I'm ready. Hey, man. All right, man. I feel like I'm in a handicap match. Right now. Yes, you <laughs> are. Yeah. I like uh-huh. to c- congratulate you on your uh your your recent winnings. Ah, fuck, bro! You got the win. You bagged up. Hey, double bagged up. Hey, I haven't lost a bet in 2022. Is all I'm gonna say. It's a new year, new me. Uh, definitely not losing any bets in Black History Month. I'm about to go on a fucking roll. Damn, we can't lose a Black History Month. Fuck no. Which means I'll probably lose tonight. But you know, (laughs) I'm gonna give it a shot. I need. Damn, I need to think of that though. We definitely gotta turn up. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't bet on uh, who's going to be the Jags' next coach. But anyway, yeah, man, how you guys been? How y'all weeks been? Man, good. it's been cool. Go ahead, Jamal. You been season? Oh, no, I'm nothing special, man. Just good. Just work. Uh, that's about it, really. Just working and shit. How exciting. Yeah, you know. Nah, nothing really. I don't really got nothing. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> okay, okay. Man, okay. Well, I got stuff to talk about for my week. Um, Let's So, go. one, I'm uh i'm realizing in life like i have an issue where if i look at something long enough then like i can't stop myself from getting it um and that's how i ended up with this (laughs) new screen modern Um, ass i know i was gonna say modern it's just a tv but um 
damn it, I don't even know what this is looking at now. Whatever. Um, but like, yeah, so I've done this same thing with whether like I mean before it was it's been with whiskey, it's been with like watches, it's been with um cars, it's been with um guns, like literally anything. Like I invest myself in that topic and then I end up buying something from it because I just I don't know, like I have like poor impulse control. But either way, so now like I have this giant ass screen in front of me and like my eyes hurt after a while, but it's so cool to look at. And, um, <laughs> hey, you gotta get you some of them blue light glasses. Them shits really help. I have some. They're just uh, in my so so I, I I wore them at my last job at my desk and it was fine because like I kind of like um I slowly brought them in and integrated myself with them. But like just to show up with glasses one day at work is kind of just weird. So like I just haven't done it this time. And this room is way better lit than like where I I used to uh, sit. So that's cool. Um, what, what what TV did you get? Just the LG C one. Sheesh. Yeah. The boy got the top of the top. That hey, tell the fans you're rich without telling them you're rich. He was like, hey, I seen a, a a Beamer and a C1. I bought them on the same day. Holla at your boy. Don't correct uh, me. But it's the thing. I just I look at the same thing over and over again. Like my car, I was looking at it for probably like over a year. Not yeah. that same one that I bought, but like the same model and everything. No, oh, so I've been looking at this TV for probably like six months. Yeah, no, I've heard nothing but good things about the C1. I can't wait to see that shit in person. Mm-hmm. 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 <coughs> Are, <laughs> oh, shit. are you? I did that on the Royal Rumble stream too with Jamal. I tried to drink something. And I was talking to Brantley at the same time because he was in the chat. And with water, like it's fine, but like when it's whiskey, like no. <laughs> but are you um, enjoying? Have you like gamed on the TV or the monitor and all that? It looks pretty good. Yeah, man. I've been. I've been. Um, like so I, I, I went to this because Steam had a sale going on. So I went and got um, picked up three games. I bought shadow of war because i started that like four times but never finished it and it was like seven dollars so i was like fuck it whatever i remember it was looking kind of good it doesn't really look good today like because that came out a long ass time ago um shadow of war is the first of the two right shadow of war is the second but like the, that came uh, out like yeah. um, fuck that game yeah that came out like probably four years ago at this yeah, point yeah for sure yeah um then i bought uh tales of arise which is like you are it, it's cell shaded, so it don't look super crazy. But like the the cutscenes that it does are like like you're basically watching an anime, and that looks like fucking nuts. Um, and then I I've already owned um, Total War Warhammer Two, and I've been playing that um, a bunch. Okay. It's an RTS game. I've tried to start it like a few times before, but I just couldn't get into it. I'd get my ass kicked, but I figured out now kind of how to play it like. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Civ, but like you can, you don't necessarily have to get yourself involved in the the live action battles if you don't want to. I just do things like I, I like favor diplomacy. Like I work with people, I build trade routes and shit like that, and then I build up my army so that way, like by the time I actually, you're laughing at me. That's fucked up. Let me <laughs> let me see my horizon. Um, <laughs> I do shit so that when I do get into a conflict, I can do the auto resolve thing and it, it I get away with like either winning it. Like handedly or peacefully. <laughs> you said yeah, that's what? the way to, that's the way to go if you're getting your ass kicked. Nah, nigga, yeah. I play those. We building our shit up, but we finna we invade niggas and bring them back slavery. Going to opposite. Oh it's, my god. Yeah, it's different. In, um, you can that you. So that's the funny thing when you win a battle. You have three choices of what to do with like the people you defeated. You can either ransom them, you can okay. execute them, or you can put force them into labor. Oh, bet. Slavery, bet. 
but so if you force them into labor, it helps your your army recover and everything. So, yeah, but sometimes I don't need recovery, so it's because <laughs> <laughs> you get experience for that. Um, but yeah, so that I mean, the game's been hell of fun. Um, it, it's just yeah, I don't do the live battle because I'd be fucking up. You have to like control like where your your troops are stationed or in position on the map and stuff like that. And stop yourself from getting flanked and like. They just be fucking up. So like, I don't, I don't do it. Um, and then what else happened this week? Um, have y'all ever cooked with? Oh no, no. So staying, staying with Best Buy. This is also the first time that I've had an experience in person with someone here in Fayetteville, like um, fanning out over J Cole. Um, so that was you saw cool. it? it was because no, 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 I didn't see him, but it was like because they the people there was like two younger dudes probably like late teens early 20s who were at the little tv section thing where i got this and um they had just heard the the benny and j cole song for the first time oh okay got you i thought like you saw and they were like yeah they were like oh my god dude how how can he rap this nice like this is crazy (laughs) like every time you listen to this something else dog like he's really the goat i was like man this is i never thought i'd see it in person this is crazy like here they are it would be hella tight for your local rapper to be J. Cole or like your local rapper to be Kendrick or something like that. Yeah, we got J. Cole and Moray out here. Yeah, that's, so, that's cool. No no love for um, Pablo? He's not from Fayetteville. <laughs> oh, never mind. Damn. I don't know where Re- he's from. Regionist. Yeah. Um, and then have y'all um have y'all ever do you know what a mandolin is? Yes. Kitchen item? You ever used one? No. So I I bought crazy. one for us. What do you say, Jamal? So that sounds. I'm about to Google it right now. Okay, it's basically like this um this sliding knife type of shit. Like you slide like a vegetable, or you can do meat on it too. But like you slide it, and it cuts like thin slices, thick slices. But it's a really sharp blade, like on a board that you're just sliding things into, and it puts the slices beneath it. Right? Think oh, of I like a it. cheese grater, but like more so just like a blade on the thing. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have one of those. I bought it for our house like around Christmas time. Not it wasn't like expensive or anything like that, but I just thought it'd be neat because like we could, like cook with a lot of vegetables and like that's a quick way to slice a little bunch of shit really fast. Uh, either way, um, when I bought Cut. this, I made a joke to Bree because she always is the one that like cuts her fingers on shit when she's cooking. Oh fuck! So I bought like an anti-cut glove, right? So who you think wore the anti-cut glove when they use it this week? You, not me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you cut your finger out. Oh, no. Yeah, I sliced my thumb on that shit. And then oh, after no. I did that and I was putting it away, I I was looking in our cabinet, and there's a piece that you can put on top of it so that holds the food down that you're slicing. So that way your hand doesn't have to be there and you can't cut your hand. Dumb of course, ass. like I didn't, I just saw it as a piece of plastic. I wasn't thinking what it was until afterwards. And I was like, God damn. Glad you, it could have been so much work. I was pressing oh, yeah. down really hard. Oh. Yeah. Did it, just take a, did it just take like a chunk out? It just yeah, it was a little tiny piece. And it honestly didn't even hurt because I think the thing was so sharp. Like, so yeah. it didn't hurt at all. Sure it was the weirdest thing. It just was bleeding. I did that shit on a cheese grater once and I wanted to cry, but I had people over. So I could. That shit was fucking embarrassing. Ooh, wee. Just took a Hell whole chunk no. out my thumb. Um, then what else? Did I have anything else that was life stuff that I was going to talk about? No, I don't think so. No. no. All right. I want to get to the shits. Let's get to the funnies or the not so funnies. Oh, oh 45s real quick. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Kenny Easley, uh, 
Those are the three I got. (laughs) Kenny Eve was probably the best one. Michael Jordan. You said Don. I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, No, I I thought that too. I was going to skip this episode. Hey. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan, you were 45. Oh, that's true. That's true. Jeez, eyes. What number does Devin White wear? 40? I think he wears 40. He might wear 45. You might be right. Yeah, and then I and I know the I think the linebacker Deion Keanu Jones was forty five too, right? Nah, Keanu Neal does. Okay, what about Deion Jones? Uh, he wears like twenty something, twenty two or something like that. Niggas He's in Dallas now. Weird ass niggas. No, yeah, the Devin linebacker for the People be wearing some weird ass numbers. Yeah, Ke- that's Keanu Neal. Deion Jones plays for uh, or no, oh, Keanu Neal plays for the Keanu Cowboys Neal. now. Deion yeah, Neal. Deion, jo- Deion Jones doesn't wear. Said Deion Neal. <laughs> well, yeah, because he keeps talking about the same two niggas that neither one of them matters. No. That's your face on the franchise player. <laughs> There's somebody else that worked 45. I can't remember. Yeah. But you don't know him, so it don't matter. Ooh, Ever, no, I'm thinking of Chris Cooley wore 47. Not the number of the episode. Yeah. Nah, what position did he play? He was a tight end for the uh, the Washington okay, Commanders. No, the Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah. Ain't the commanders out here, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, <hell no. laughs> These people out here, man, they're different. You know what? Like, um, so I overheard a conversation, I think it might have been yesterday, of them discussing I don't know what they were discussing at first, right? But then they were like, Yeah, I believe he lives a alternative lifestyle. And so in my <laughs> mind, I hear that. I'm thinking like a hippie. But no, he didn't mean a hippie, dog. He meant <laughs> that's like that's like the the ignorant, polite way of like Discussing someone who's uh, hey, other than straight. That's a hundred times better than what I would imagine, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's not, yeah. not great, but it's better than I would imagine. It's just funny. Like, y'all, are, different place. Y'all, y'all can't get beside yourselves out, at all out here. It's crazy. It, it's hella funny because folks really be like purposefully doing it too. Like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I don't even use a pronoun. Well, you go by he, right? No, I don't. Not anymore. I heard that conversation today too because someone had list because. I obviously like on on things up where y'all are. It's pretty normal for someone to ha- list their pronouns on shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's not a thing down here. And I guess someone did it like on a on an application or something today, or on something like. And then maybe it was their signature block, and um, it became this whole conversation. Like, well, is is it a dude? Like, was it, what's what's their chromosomes and shit like that? And it, like, just assuming <laughs> because of someone that put that shit down that they're what's their chromosome? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Because now, like, I don't know a way to describe it without being problematic myself. So I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't Respectful. get us canceled. Love all of y'all for real. For real. That's funny. Nah. Yeah. There's a love who you want to love. There's a uh, there's like a TikTok video of this girl going around asking people like, "What's your pronoun?" And they'll be like, "I don't have a pronoun," <laughs> or like, "I'm what a nigga," do? or like just shit like that. Where it's like you have a definition to your name, like what you want to be addressed by. I don't know. I'm, I can just call you bitch now because you ain't got a pronoun. That's just what I'm gonna call you. And that, yeah, man, that's all it is. Is like when someone like they ask you like what your your title is or whatever. Like so someone's like doctor, Mister, whatever. Yeah. I think of a pronoun the same way. It's just like, what do you want to be called? Like, that's it. Yeah, people are funny. <sighs> all right, uh, what you got first for us, Blake? Watch- um, so I I didn't do a proper document this week's been hell, but um. I'm I'm obviously I think the Brian Flores thing is going to be probably the bulk of what we talk about here. Um, but I just got some other stuff before that. Um, Let's get it. Have y'all did y'all watch any of the senior bowl stuff or have, have y'all been keeping up with it? What's going on with that and everything? 
Nah, uh, no, nah, I've seen Malik Willis knock over a garbage can from like sixty yards away, but other than that, I haven't seen nothing. Holy shit! Okay, no, I um, so I've been other than like because I, I shared a clip with y'all today of some lineman shit, but I've been like that. That's been like the thing that's been popping up the most. And one of the funny things too is that like one of the channels with the most coverage of the Senior Bowl is the New York Jets YouTube channel. I think that kind of just says a lot about them as a franchise. Like, they probably got the most people down there doing the most work. They probably got their whole team down there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Why don't you go down there and work out? Yeah. <laughs> go, go throw to some real receivers, bitch. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was funny. But then I was, um, I think earlier today, before I was watching the, the lineman video I sent y'all, like, it was supposed to be one-on-ones, and the old lineman was losing literally every time. And I'm like... Is this like supposed to be this way, or is this just like a really good group of D linemen or something? Um, but I, don't, I thought that, that was interesting. Yeah, it's like it's there. like. What do you say? They had accountants up there. I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you? You're just the best senior in the nation. It doesn't mean you're one of the best football yep. players, right? And that's that's, that's typically why I don't pay a ton of attention to the senior bowl because they'll usually find like someone there, like somebody from a smaller school is going to be there. Somebody will raise their stock, but like. If you're the left tackle there, you're probably the 17th best left tackle, and maybe not 17th, but you're not one of the like top five guys because you would have come out early. So it's like you don't really get the best mm-hmm. of the best watching all that shit. You can definitely learn something, but all the younger cats is where the the real shits is at. Yeah, I just I I think I like watching them go through drills and shit like that because like um it's hard for me to make a um an assessment of anybody just based on like watching them do the drills, but I just like watching football players go through those drills, the same drills that we all did and stuff like for that. Sure. And just seeing how they do it yeah, at that level. For sure. Lineman Hell drills yeah. are one of my favorites to watch. Watching like a great defensive lineman just wreck offensive linemen over and over again is awesome. And watching a great offensive lineman just pancake shit to awesome. That's why, I mean, that's why I was like so confused. I was like, dog, like, <laughs> why is he losing this many in a row? Like, this doesn't make Who's any mans? sense. But I, yeah, it just might be, just might be how it is. Um, I mean, there was this fucking this tight end from Colorado State though that was nice. Like it's this big ass white dude, like Travis Kelsey. Like nice, nice. Yeah, nice. see, those are the guys you'll find where it's like you're not necessarily paying attention for that person, but it's like, wait, who is this guy that you'll look next year and he's like a fourth round pick on a random ass team? It's like, oh yeah, I remember him. Okay, so no, he'd cool be RTE one today. <laughs> I don't know where he's supposed to go, but he is nice. Make a call, man. You probably got some pull down there. Um, and did you see the that they're doing a? Uh, I don't know if you got it on your list, but you see they're doing a combine just for the HBCUs this year. Oh, they got that's not no. They well, at least they said it was the first annual. Um, it looked like it was at Jackson State. I thought they had always had a separate one, but the video I was watching, they said it was the first one. Um, they okay. didn't have nothing crazy on there, but this was just the first time I'd seen them have one like just for HBCU guys. But I did think that they had one before because I thought I saw one last year. Maybe I mean yeah, this maybe this combines some code yeah. or whatever. But they said they have uh they had people from all thirty two teams down there. So maybe they had one before or it was like pro days, but not not like an official send somebody from every team down here to see kids. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> a lot of them niggas they were showing look like us though. Like, <laughs> hey, you're <laughs> like not like literally like us, but just like, oh, a D tackle who's like five eleven, two sixty. Yep. <laughs> probably probably not going to league, but you know, get a look, get get on a practice squad, make a little check. Like yeah. most of the dudes look so regular, it was hella funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's gonna be the case. I'm, I'm gonna try to make it to a game next year. Um, I've actually been down and around Fayetteville State more uh, this week than I have like in a long time. So 
I didn't realize how big that campus was, so I'm gonna definitely yeah. try to make it to the game. Is is how far is uh, North Carolina A and T from you? An hour and fifteen. You should go just go watch J.R. Smith golf. Go cheer <laughs> him on. He'll probably come down here to golf at some point. But nice. Yeah. That'd be kind of tight to see him golf. Yeah. Like, yo, who's this fucking man? J.R. Earl. Earl. Um. The fuck else? Oh, okay. This is a non-football thing. Did y'all see? Um. I think this weekend. This weekend, actually. Obviously, none of us watch NASCAR, but they're putting a fucking racetrack in the LA Coliseum. Like, there's mm-hmm. a race in the LA Coliseum this weekend. I did oh, see wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't know why. I'm going to check that out, even though I don't watch that shit, just because that yeah. sounds insane. Like, I don't know how the fuck that works. I'm yeah, trying to see. How the hell is that going to work? Yeah. How do you pit? Like, they showed the track. I was like, how the fuck do you get out of <laughs> You don't. Yeah. I, w- I feel like NASCAR, because well, probably not anymore, obviously, because it's just being phased out in general. But when we went, uh, when I went down to LA and went to SoFi and we did that stadium tour, the, mm-hmm. so I guess the the Inglewood Speedway or whatever the speedway was called down there was down there, mm-hmm. and the black dude that was telling us is like sixty five. He looks so excited to be talking about NASCAR, and I think they're talking about building some sort of like raceway in that complex where like the Clipper Stadium, the uh, Rams Chargers Stadiums at. It's going to be some sort of raceway down there. But okay. it, it, I imagine NASCAR probably was hella big in L.A. at, at some point just because all those black folks moved from the South, watched racing and shit all the time, and then brought it with them or had it come out there. Yeah. It's just it's a hard um, sport to maintain in terms of, like, keeping a venue alive because, like, you oh, need, yeah. like, a culture of, of racing, period, in order to do that. And, like, if, if that's not what that area is about, then it's not going to work And like – Especially not some places like Cranford Space, like LA, like down yeah. here in the South, like they'll, um, you know, like how the how the the form is still standing in LA, but like obviously the crypt is there now. Um, it's like that with NASCAR tracks down here, like the old ones will still be up, and like some of them will just fall into ruin and still be up. Um, like I I um have been through Darlington, South Carolina, a couple times, and like they have a new super speedway, and then their old one's still up too. And that's the middle cool. of nowhere, empty ass town. Yeah. Where's the yeah. Indy 500 at? That's the guess. Indiana Wait, get, guess. <laughs> hmm? Is it out there? Is, it, is where you at? Just guess where it's Indy. at. Indy. Oh, shot you think of that, motherfucker. <laughs> where, where do you think? Where's the Daytona 500? Where do you think that is? Uh, Dayton, Ohio, Miami. <laughs> how about how about Daytona? <laughs> no, no, I know, I know it's a Daytona. No, you don't. Uh, this brother, no, Sam, I, that one. I didn't even think of the indie one, though. Oh, shit. I, damn. That's I mean, a brickyard, man. Yeah, you got to the bricks, pour some milk mm. on your face. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hit the yeah. drop. I just learned something today. That's cool. Hit the drop. Hit the drop. <laughs> That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> My drop right, not well, working anymore? Well, oh, there, there we go. Did Thank you. God, damn, why is that drop? On his face. Oh, my bad. Yeah, if you said it, it's not bad. You, you get on your you get on your knees, you kiss the bricks, and then they come pour milk on your face. Yeah, when you're on your knees, actually. Yeah, hit wow. the drop. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, moving on before we get in trouble. Anything else? Uh, the 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 Pro Bowl skills competition shit, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes on They're like okay. the day. I didn't see any of it. I'm. Yeah, I'll probably watch it on YouTube later though. Watch, probably, watch some YouTube videos, man. He, he Blake only sent us all five of the YouTube clips. I watched some of them. I didn't watch all of them. I watched some of the quarterback ones uh, and watched some of the catching ones. 
I did see uh, Jordan Jefferson win dodgeball, and then that was it. Yeah, with a one-handed grab. My boy. My boy. He's been the superstar. He just got everybody dancing all weekend. Every time I look up, another gritty video popping up. <laughs> and look at him. He's doing the gritty. <laughs> I hey, love it. I don't, I don't know if we covered it on here, but nothing's funnier than Adam Schefter doing the gritty and tearing his fucking meniscus. He works yeah, that. That's crazy. <laughs> you got to you got to stay in your lane, man. That's all that uh, is. He was doing it in fucking uh, Ralph Lauren duck boots. At that, you ain't got no kind of grip. Let's take the LL Bean boys on. Oh my god, <laughs> Bean Gra- Grab a seat, old man. Being blocked by Adam Schefter is the worst shit ever. You being blocked by him. Being blocked by him on Twitter is the worst. You see his name, and then like you can't see his tweets. I'm like, damn, I gotta go check Rappaport and all the history. Well, maybe you shouldn't have time. called him a 9-11 cut. Wow, that's a good one. I wish I'd have said that. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> no, nah, I said something else. Oh, something worse. Got it. Nah. I'm just saying You don't he gotta was, repeat it. You don't gotta repeat it. He was a 9-11 opportunist. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you know, you know. And it was riding around. Dying, <laughs> I feel like I should block you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. What? He's the one fucking walking around debris looking for sad women. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn, that's your husband Adam, under there? That's crazy. Adam Schefter was just down there on 9-12 like, oh, who's selling pussy? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Damn, oh my God, you just here by yourself, huh? That's I was just there. You just here by yourself, huh? Who gonna raise them kids for you? You know I have money. I'm on NFL Network. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Fuck Get Michigan. Out of here. Yeah, no. I'm glad he has you blocked. That does got to be awful. Imagine being blocked by like Woj or something. You just can't see shit NBA related. Yeah, like oh. man, if like shout out to Ian Rappaport, man. It wasn't for him, man. I'd be left out. Like people be sending me like Adam Sheffer tweets all the time. Like nigga, I can't see that, bro. You got a screenshot. Wait, you can't. You can't you see, can see it even if we text it to you. No, yeah, like if you guys like text it to me, I can see it. But like when people like send me like an Adam Sheffer tweet, like a DM, it'll oh, say okay. Adam Sheffer slash what? Dude, I can't click it. Like you're unable. I'm about to. to just, I'm about to just send you all kind of lies. It's Yo, you see, Adam Sheffer just said that. Fucking never mind. I'm not even gonna use it because I'm about to use that one tomorrow. Yeah, no, that bro, that shit is frustrating. That's, That's like one person I wish that like would unblock me. <laughs> it's the only one. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. So. I'll tweet him for you and see if he unblock you. Nah, fuck. Hey, him. Adam, uh, my friend made fun of your relationship and your wife losing her husband in nine eleven. But uh, do you mind unblocking him so he can see when Trent Balky gets fired? Yeah. Like I promise you, he's very sorry. <laughs> he he's he hasn't changed, but he is sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, that nigga love destruction. But, uh, if you if you could take back what you said so he was unblocked, would you do it? Uh, no, nah, I said it anyway, so fuck it. I, I don't know, fuck that dude. That's cool. What did you gain from that? Nah, I had some good jokes. And I got Why did you even say it? Uh, did he do I something to you? No. Oh, you saw the E60 and you were like, I gotta go tweet this motherfucker. Nah, like, so like, I remember I had an issue when like, I remember this like back in the day when like, uh, Somebody got out of jail. I think it was when Plaxico Burrs got out of jail. He wouldn't like call Plaxico Burrs like by his name. He was he was like referring to him as like to his like prison inmate number such and such and such. Oh wow! And I remember like other people were like saying like that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. Like 
Like, you know the person's name. You've covered him in the NFL. Don't be calling him his fucking prison inmate number and all that stuff. Like, that's a little. So, so that's why you do that. What? You, no, like, yeah, like, you're, he, he, that's he you just you're just paying it back. What? <laughs> what? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, that's not even had nothing to do with that. I just like how he was talking about Plaxico, like he was referring to him as an inmate number. But nah, I'm Ben Roethlisberger deserves to be in there. Wait, I'm dying because Plaxico got out of prison in 2011. So Shakur has been blocked since like Adam Schefter started breaking stories, dog. Nah, he's he's never me. seen a good since he got on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, we, we nah, we've been on Twitter since like 2008. Nah, since Adam Schefter got on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah, but now nah, like I didn't fuck with that. So then that's like I think I remember. I don't know how I learned the 911 shit. And they I'm, did an E60 on him, and they talk about it all the time on ESPN. Yeah. I'm like, man, you wouldn't have your relationship now if you had to prey on some woman whose husband died a hero, and you just swooped her up. <laughs> Wasn't her husband like an accountant? Not like her. No, her, his wife's I, husband. His wife. I thought he just worked in the towers. I don't think he was a firefighter. No, I thought he was a firefighter. I could be wrong. Something like that, right? Wow. I did just look up the tweet, though. Uh, May 23rd, 2011, Adam Schefter tweeted, Inmate number 09R3260 Plaxico yeah, Burris. There were, there, were, there were a couple in there were like a couple NFL players that kind of had an issue with because I remember like Darnell Dockett was going off on them about it too. Like telling you, man. That's bullshit. I think well, this is probably obviously biased just because we are of that generation, but I don't I feel like there's been no faster shift in like what is culturally acceptable than maybe like the last 10 years. Shit, the last five, maybe. Well, maybe 10's the last probably five. better. But yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. No, I, I'm just uh, 100% how Twitter was like in probably like 2011. You can still get some wild shit off. So that's how come I say like 10. Yeah, because I got off of it in 2012, I believe. Me so and Shakur, I think I said it changed like promptly after that. Nah, I wouldn't say promptly. Cool, it got better yeah, after that. Changed like like okay, maybe like five, like, like four or five years ago. You couldn't like four or five it, years ago. Yeah. When did FTF stop? That's what I was about to say. FTF was still around like 2014, 2015. Well, that's it wasn't crazy. as it wasn't as common, but yeah, it was still that used. Just, that just popped off when uh, when Rick Ross was saying it in that song. That's when it really came for. Because I looked at some that's model. Yeah. I feel like they was getting off before Ross, and then Ross threw it in there because like it's just, I, I, it's I was about to say. I think no, FTF. I, thought, I think F. No, I think FTF started on Twitter and Ross used credit it. card scams. That was for the <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. That was definitely because of that. Yeah. Nah, I think he stole it from Twitter. Because I feel like I, when I first got on Twitter, I remember seeing people say that. I'm like, God damn. This is but think impressive. about it. Like, when you first got on Twitter, that's probably like when that shit came out. Because that's around when um that when uh, Teflon Don kind of came out. Like, 08, 09-ish, baby. Damn, that, that album had money nah, make me come. Teflon Don was 10, 11. Nah, that's, nah, Deep in the Rap had money make me come on it, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teflon Don, we was at Cheney. That was like when uh the Big Boy album came out and Eminem's album came out. That was yeah, like, yeah. And then Blueprint came out at the same time too. Uh, that was a hell of a summer. That was yeah. yeah that was like summer 2010. Yeah, but now nah, yeah, I swear that's when like yeah, because I remember. Yeah, Ooh, that was a wild hashtag. Yeah, Twitter used to be the Wild West, dude. That shit was crazy. Yeah. I remember when um Prince and and his his crew on there would do the um, goddamn, what did they call it? But they would like expose people on Fridays. And the whole entire week, they'd be like, oh, we got some shit coming for him. <laughs> I do remember that. On, on, uh, what was that? What was that uh, website? The little live streaming website? Not Tiny Chat. Was it Tiny Periscope? Chat? Periscope? Oh, no. I, I was or, never in that. The only time I joined one of those was for um, the Waka Flocka concert. But they just would do it like on the timeline. 
because yeah, there was like the chick that. that had like the Colombian flag or whatever, and they found out like she was like a bot or some shit. Like, she wasn't real. They got her out of here. Then they had the uh, that Relly dude in his UGG boots. I remember that. Oh wow, I remember Relly. No, they used they used to low key ruin actually. people's lives. On I think Relly's like, I think yeah, he's in jail. <laughs> he got locked up for they, he had like five hundred pounds of weed on him or some wild shit like that. Oh, that's why he got locked up for weed. Yeah, it, he, it was weed and other drugs. I think I think he had like multiple types of drugs. Now yeah, they used to like a little bit too early. They used to put people like, oh yo, we found out this nigga's wife looks like this, and he been talking wild about y'all. You're out of here. Oh, we found out you don't pay child support. You're out of here. Like, God damn, niggas is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm. there's dogs and people. I remember, um, no, actually, on the, on the Button podcast, Ice will be talking about like his old like Twitter terrors, Dave, and like how like, he baited people into putting their iPhones in the microwave for like wireless quick charging and shit. Yeah. Like, yep. all that trolling he used to do. Like, yes, yep. yes, Michael J. Fox, if he's going to do the mannequin challenge, I guess. And Michael oh, J. Fox, man. it was like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Remember when uh he he I think what was it like somebody said he he got stripped butt naked in Philly and they didn't even have guns on him. <laughs> I think Pusha T said that. So yeah, about ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will say, <laughs> maybe someone like having niggas strip you butt naked and don't have a gun on you is crazy, or like they don't have a gun. Some people don't want that pack out, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, you could have to pack you me out, bro. Before. You can see mine, too. It's cool. Nah, <laughs> you haven't seen an ass before. No, nah, man. You know nah, you got mean. a point. Nah, Shakur acted real tough. He got a point. No, nah. nah, come on. You taking, like, the 9 on 1? I can't do it. No. Bro. You got to beat me up and take, you got to beat me up and take my clothes off me, bro. That might You're be worse. Hard. You want to see me uh, naked? You gonna have to earn it. No homo. Like, nah, it is what all, it is. These, all these fight videos be watching on Cali Bang and just making Marie think a lot of shit. I'm just not trying because to... niggas because people think of like the polite fights you be seeing online. That Cali Bang and subreddit niggas be whooping shit. Like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't have to whoop me like that, then, bro. You're not gonna hey, hey nigga. But so, okay, so you got whooped right and now. stripped. Now what? Hey, now right, you hey, well, they, they earned it. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Hey, there is that video of the nigga getting stripped at the gas station, which was wild. And they made, <laughs> him, made him stand on the chair. <laughs> there, there was there was hella people out there. See, I might get stripped, but there's no you way you're making fight. me clap. <laughs> you're not making me clap my ass. Bro, you that nigga get naked? Where was the chair from? Why did they did they pull the chair out somewhere? I think it was from like in front of the store or something like that. Uh, they made that nigga stand on the chair. <laughs> they brought a fold out chair. Like, yeah, we were waiting for this nigga. Shake that ass. What? <laughs> At the gas station, there's hoes out there. Oh yeah, you. You gotta kill me before you can make me. Even the hoes versus regular people. Everybody's at the gas station. <laughs> Some kid in the back seat's like, "Mom, what's happening?" That's insane. You trying to squeeze your window up there? They be the nigga stand on the chair and clap his butt cheeks. I didn't rain off. Oh you hell You literally have to go kill everybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. Yeah, no, 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 no. Anyway, me the fuck, man. Oh, oh man! <laughs> All right. I don't even know how we got um, there. What else? Um, damn, you caught up on Power Tile? Uh, yes, I am. Jamal, you ever gonna catch up on Power? No, he he's two see, he's two shows behind. He ain't catching up on shit. Hey man, talk about it. I can chime in. I know they got a uh, shout out to uh, Lights Can Keisha in the show. Oh, what? Light skin beaches. They done disrupt her whole class schedule, man. She ain't been doing nothing except contributing to, to conversations, and now she can't even go to class. 
all of her teachers are dead. <laughs> I learned from Rashad Tate. Yeah, I must say her, her only teacher is a nigga who's never taught anything and hasn't taught anything in the class since he's been there. <laughs> yeah, his his his, his uh, sole skill is political scamming. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it's so funny the cultural differences, and I'm sure now that I say this, Blake's gonna be like, "I didn't know." Amira was looking at Loren, uh, Lorenz Tate, Laurent Tate, the brothers on the show, and she goes, mm-hmm. "They look hella familiar." And I was like, "They're mm. brothers," and she goes, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I remember right, when I found on. that out when I was like five. I no, I, I ain't even gonna hold you out. Like one, I didn't know. Of Laurent Tate, probably until this, I probably did, but I just didn't realize. Like, I forgot about him. You, you Laurent, what, what is he when, for? What's he, for? He, he was in like scary movie. He's in a bunch of smaller shit. But I will say, when I was a kid, I thought he was the same person. I was like, oh, this nigga's just gotten like a little fat because he's always been like yeah. a little chunkier than him. He's in um, Don't Be a Menace. He's in a couple other like little random things. Um, okay, he, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right like, now. A is not by herself. I promise you. I'm gonna ask Bree this weekend. I know she doesn't know their brothers. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. That's the cultural difference I'm talking about. Because I feel like at some point, most black kids just find out like, oh, yeah, these niggas is brothers. She was like, they look so similar. That's so crazy. And I was like, yes, Lorenz and Laurent Tate. She goes, and their last name is Tate? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they got some good uh, voices for like voice acting in video games. Like I'd like and to see have, that. I'm sure maybe they've done it before, but I want to say if you look up Laurent Tate, I feel like he's done video game voice acting. I feel like he's done a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's okay, like those, not, uh, what's the names of brother? The uh, Goodings, Omar, Goodings? And Cuba. Omar, and, yeah, Omar and Cuba Gooding. Oh, I thought you said they had a sister. Never mind. You talking about yeah, those two? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I didn't I find that out. Yeah, on Amazon that was like had Megan Good in it. Um, called Harlem. Oh yeah. Over that? Oh hell no! I I seen a clip of that show. That shit looks. No, I made like fifteen minutes. Okay, back to power though. Um, yeah. so. They pulled off like the great age caper with Zeke. I guess. Yeah, you know. I I get. I just want now. I want to know because what his birth. So (laughs) she said that uh, the way that it all unfolded, like Diana having the birth certificate and slapping it on the table, is fucking wild. Like anyway, but like so when he was two or when he was six, they're like, "Yeah, you're three. and he was just like, "Okay." Like that kid is, he needs some help. Everything about he needs some help. They took advantage of that boy, and I don't like it. And I'm still unsure if like this is just how he is. Well, actually, no. I know it's how the actress. I saw this, this music video now. Yeah, but and like, you know that's supposed to be dumb, or if like he's like just that's just how the, the actor is. Nah, I think Zeke's supposed to be dumb, and now it makes it makes even more sense because we we have both had that question. But the fact that they convinced him like. The grades had a matchup, right? So they obviously had to like hold him back several grades for him to be a six year old that they were telling was two going into four years. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. So like when if he believed he he believed he was nineteen until they said he was twenty three, so he had to have been going to school four years older than all of his classmates, not realizing he was four years older than his classmates. That's got to have some developmental shit with it, where you're just like sitting at home until you're six. Before you go to kindergarten yeah. or whatever, like, you got to think about it though. Like when that might be that too much thinking. Young, you control their scale of time. Like they don't know when their birthday is until you tell them it's their birthday. I agree. Yeah, I just yeah, so, I just it's possible. What what at whatever age where he would have realized I'm four years older than everyone around me, and he still didn't like know because no one told him. I, something developmental had to happen, and like you said earlier, that's probably too much thinking for a show that's asking you not to think. 
<laughs> but everybody's and reaction was so funny. Is like how, um, because like that's what Mo- Monet was saying on this last one is that like she left him down there with her sister, so her sister had to do all like the con work, right, or whatever. Yeah. And why Dude, Zeke just comes to New York to go to college, or I think maybe he finished high school and then went to college. That's what it sounds like. Like last couple of years of high, because they were like when we figured out you could go to the league. So how come they? Why? Why would they even do that with his age in the first place? I don't understand. Yeah, see, the more questions. I don't understand that, and I don't like. Why are you looking at this boy who you know you've lied about his age to everybody and be like, "Hey, we could get you to the NBA." You didn't think the NBA was ever going to ask to see a birth certificate? The college never asked to see a birth certificate. I've got a couple cases people got drafted before that came out. Yeah, but that was like people coming from overseas and shit, not niggas coming from Harlem. Buddy Hield, he didn't come straight from overseas. He was at Oklahoma he, for a year. But yeah, he went to the he came from the Bahamas. They doctored some shit up. It's I feel like it's easier to do that than if like you're born in fucking uh, Atlanta. I don't know. They'd be over here. Taco <laughs> Fall might have been over here a couple of years too. Not Taco oh, Fall. Um, that it was Don Maker. Thon oh, Maker too. This knock me almost definitely lying. Sergi Bach is definitely lying. Yeah. Nah. Sergi Bach is like 29 or some shit. Sergi Bach said he's like 31, but he got a back of a 46 year old. Nah. Yeah. What's the name? Is definitely lying about his age. Biz yeah, Mac Yes. Yeah, they pulled yeah. it off. But yeah, when Kane found out, he was like, wait, so I'm not your oldest son? Like, I don't give a fuck about none of this. I just thought I was your oldest kid. But like, so mm-hmm. Kane being 21 is wild as fuck because that's a wild ass boy for 21. Um, he's activated. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that I'm surprised they didn't put two and two together that Mecca and Dante were the same person until like yesterday. He did a good job though, kind of. I feel like he, he did. Never yeah, he never told he never told Kane his name was Dante, and no one ever I like just seen him. Zeke never asked how he had so much damn money. Yeah, Zeke but don't be asking Zeke the right was... questions. Zeke no. don't be asking none of the right questions. And then his his new daddy just pulls out a pistol at the at the <laughs> basketball part, <laughs> and his mom. Every, everybody everybody ready to blick shit. Yeah, so yeah, Monet, many, didn't, Monet didn't shoot. She's scary. This show is just straight comedy. Like, <laughs> you helped your I'm mom rob me. Where you can go rob dying. him back. Which and then the kids are just robbing. Which one? Ghost. Uh, this is Ghost season two. This the one that focuses on Tariq, right? Yes. Yes. Tariq okay. and gang. And who? And gang. Oh, okay. So so I know. Well, so Tommy has one that's about to start up soon, right? Starts on yep. Sunday. And then what's. Yep. So they got Tommy. Kanan, which is oh, Fitz's character, which okay. yeah, I didn't even yeah. finish that one. Rashad Tate has one coming too. Who? Rashad Tate, uh, Lorenz. I don't. Tate. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. I don't know if I need that. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to make it good, but I don't. It's I don't it's know. yeah. I trust Fifty at all 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 ends now, and like um, you know, he building this power verse thing, and I remember this topic now that we're talking about this. I've been trying. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, y'all got to get on the Yeehaw verse. The, the fucking Yellowstone 1883 verse. That shit is gas, bro. I'm telling you. Like, y'all leave me. It's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll start it next month. I can't do that this month. Oh, my God. There, uh, Yellowstone has a... I don't, I don't want to watch black people in 1883, bro. Three. Hey, can I talk to you about that? Go ahead. Because I won't watch it till March. I'll definitely forget. Okay, so the first thing I was saying, Yellowstone has like three black people, but it's like the middle of nowhere, Rancho in Montana. It's probably accurate. Um, 1883. Um, so it starts out like in Fort Worth, Texas, and like that's why I was telling you about the um, goddamn that the agency that's in Red Dead. That's a, the real thing. What are they oh, called? The Pinkertons. 
Pinkertons, yeah. Because the Pinkertons are one of the first, like, places to actively hire, like, women and black people. Um, oh. Because it helps with, like, them blending in places and people not suspecting things of them and all that stuff. Yeah. So one of the main characters is this black dude who works for the Pinkertons. And um, it it deals with, like, not only, like, I guess, like, the racism part of, like, being a, a black man in Texas in 1883, which was, like, the last state to abolish slavery, but just, like, cause the kind of things that, like, he kind of... Um, deals with like how he deals with the world um because they're trying to move this caravan of like immigrants from europe from from texas all the way to oregon is the plan that's how things are going right now and this lady her husband dies on the thing and she ends up falling for the black dude and he's like just hella hesitant to do anything with her to have a relationship with her he's like yo people will kill us both if we do anything together so it's like i can't do anything with you and um but he still like cares about her so like he's like still trying to do shit in a way that's like not like overtly romantic or anything like that but it's just like kind of that that dynamic of like um you kind of have to like put your feelings on the back burner for you like everyone's personal safety and shit yeah. um so i don't know i, I think it's a good show okay. man. they they not they it's not song? like glorifying that time or anything like that cuz like they yeah. talk about like um the the Things with the Native Americans and shit like that too. Like in, uh, Yellowstone's very big on that as well. Uh, they're, they're both really good shows. They're just like kind of slice of life shows. Are they in the same universe for real though? Yes. So the way they're oh, connected cool. is that um, Yellowstone is about the the Dutton uh, the Yellowstone Dutton Ranch, and John Dutton's the main character of Yellowstone. John Dutton's I think grandfather is a child on eighteen eighty three. Got it. Okay. He's like he's in the caravan. He's like um he's the kid of like one of the, the main male protagonists. Got it. So they're not really connected necessarily, but they're literally in the same universe. It is. It no, it's connected because this is about how they got the Yellowstone, how they got their uh, ranch in the first place. Okay, so for like right now they're trying to get to Oregon, but something's probably going to happen that makes them end up in Montana. Got it. And it's about okay. how they ended up with that land in the first place. Yeah, I keep I keep seeing the previews for it on Paramount Plus. It looks decent. I just haven't even considered. Very good actors in both too. Uh, Kevin Costner's in on Yellowstone, and then the, all the supporting cast is like phenomenal. And then on this, uh, Sam Elliott is the main character on 1883, and he's usually good as well. How many seasons in are these shows? What do you think? How many seasons in are they? Uh, Yellowstone just finished season four. 1883 is in its first season right now. Oh, okay. No, but Yellowstone's only like ten episode seasons, but they're they're each like an hour, and they're like they're heavy hitting ass episodes, dog. Like if you like Sons of Anarchy, just like how how they handled like pacing with like action and uh, conversational like combatantness yeah. and all that shit and like stuff like that. I think it's easy to get into Yellowstone because they they like and then that. yeah. Shows like action. shows like Sons of Anarchy, now that you mentioned, or even I'll always go back to, but The Wire really make me appreciate how they can handle pacing because I feel like power, the pacing is have a conversation, somebody calls, gotta go. <laughs> have a conversation, yeah. shoot somebody, somebody calls, gotta go. Like every single scene starts or ends with a phone call, which is so yeah. fucking annoying to me. I feel like I'd have a hard time selling anybody on power, even though I love that show to death. Just because like his flaws are like so in your face. Yeah. You, I think part of it is like you just got to not like you got to watch because the first couple seasons like didn't I didn't feel like had a lot of that. So once you get no. into it and then you're into the show, it's like, OK, this is really good. The further along they get, the more it's like what the and more fuck ridiculous this? it got. That's what yeah. I started. Yeah. When, yeah. When when Ghost and Tommy and, and Kanan just walk around like 
dropping 30 bodies an episode and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to go clean. Okay, I got to kill three people, including an FBI agent, and then I'm done. Like, what? That's not how any yeah. of this works. And he just, all, all Ghost does is put on the same goddamn black hoodie. <laughs> like, like, I'm about to go kill somebody. I got my, my murder uh, hoodie on. He, and he sprints my to every murder, murder, too. He doesn't drive. He runs to every murder because he's that in good shape. <laughs> he's got to remind you he's got a six-pack. Cancel Christmas on his ass. Oh, that's a great line. Yep. All right. Um, y'all want to get to the meat and potatoes? Let's get it to the potatoes. I got I got some dossiers. Let's get it. Oh, we got documents planned up. All right. Um, so for people who've been living under a rock, Brian Flores was fired from the Dolphins two weeks ago. About yeah, two weeks ago. About right. Yep. About two weeks ago. About right. Uh, about as controversial. Uh coaching move has been made as this offseason. Um, I think most of the conversation you'll see about it was that the the firing was unjust. Um, and from there, I think it was kind of a quiet two weeks until this last week. And then <laughs> it was a hell of quiet two weeks. We didn't hear no coach well, talk. When, well, yeah, they, like was, uh, they tried to run the little, they was talking about uh, the two and four situation. Like, cause they, they let some stuff come out, but then like in that, uh, some of those documents showed that that part wasn't true. How they said uh, he was just like oh, like super like just like wilding on to us and we wish we they should have grabbed Oh, him that, that did come out. The day he got yeah. fired, it was like, yeah, he was going around asking people like kind of asking other teammates to shit on Tua and he clearly yeah. didn't like him. It was shitting on Tua to other people. I do remember that. But then yeah. in like that lawsuit, there was something about how uh, he didn't want uh, Deshaun Watson because like something about like the locker room or. Yeah, like if he preaches all this like... stuff about character and on his teams, and then how would he look if you know they wanted uh, they brought Deshaun Watson in and all the stuff that's going on with him? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so yeah, I guess the, they had the, the rumors leaked to the media. Other than that, um, I don't think there was much directly from Brian Flores for that span until this past week, um, where this lawsuit comes out. It's a class action lawsuit. Brian Flores like basically versed the NFL. Um, Tim and I think there's other black head coaches that have signed on to the lawsuit. Is correct? I don't. I don't know if they've said who. They said other people are being representative. They haven't said who. I know Hugh Jackson's the only one that's like publicly come out and said that he's in support. Okay. Um. So basically, though, the 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 thing about this lawsuit is that it, it's talking about um how he was put in a situation to fail. And then like, then um, I think the hiring process as well with people trying to bring him in for interviews that they already selected the candidates um, with the, yes, I guess the one, of the, the, one of the main highlights being the hundred K per loss thing that he yeah. alleges was offered to him from uh, Steven Ross. The so he said Steven Ross offered him a hundred K per loss that first two seasons. Yeah. Um, and then he said that when he interviewed for the Bron- he said he interviewed for the Broncos job, and John Elway and the staff showed up yep, goes, like yep. hungover, smelling like liquor. And then I guess it turned out that they went out celebrating with Vic Fangio the night before because they determined they were going to hire him, but they had to still. Yeah. They still oh, like his first go around for hiring. Yeah, shit. that was from his first go around, and then the Giants thing was from this go around. Okay. Okay, I got confused. I thought he he that happened when he's. Dealing with Elway this time, I was like, "Did they even hire anybody yet? Like, how? The- oh no, they did get someone now, but yeah, yeah, like, they got, yeah, they got Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. Yeah, I don't think you getting tore up on Nathaniel Hackett, but maybe <laughs> he got Vic Fangio. I was like, my guy, let's get it. 
Oh, we're fucking back. But yeah, yeah so a bunch um, of bunch of sleazy shit. Yeah. And uh it it's it's basically driven the conversation when it comes to probably football this week, at least probably uh if not sports. Um just because the, the the NFL, like we talked about last week, has a very large discrepancy with uh, black coaches in their in their coaching base, um, and that's like not just head coaches, coordinators as well, front office, like basically anything that's not on the, the wearing a helmet. Um, black people are like heavily underrepresented, and like it's it's at a point where I think it's it's impossible to not address it. Um, yeah. So this and is like an attempt to maybe like at least put light on it because I don't know what the the end outcome of it could be if not just that. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the outcome is going to be either because I don't feel like I feel like the NFL is in such a position that they can't really be pressured to do anything they don't want. Like none of these owners really give a fuck about public perception. Like Dan Snyder's going through all this like nasty shit, yeah. fumbles every like PR opportunity he gets, and it's like. Some fans kind of tune out, like, whatever, but, like, nobody really gives a fuck. And it seems like anytime, like, the discourse, especially online, but a lot of the discourse you see is, like, oh, I don't I, I don't believe Brian Flores or anything that people put out. I'm going to believe that over that. Like, the Giants have put their statement out, which is basically just, like, nah, we didn't do it. Here's our itinerary for him. Doesn't add up. The Giant or the NFL, like, an hour later was, like, none of this is true. So once people see that, they're like, yeah, it's not true. They said they looked into it. It wasn't true. So I don't know, like, they're, I don't think they're going to get enough public pressure that's actually going to do anything to make them start hiring black people. Because it's not like we just brought the shit up. What? So um, with, I don't, uh, you better say something tomorrow. I want to cut you off. Oh, no, no. I won't say no. Okay. Um, with what you said, though, like, what could they possibly do? Because at the end of the day, these are private companies. And it's like they have the right to hire who they want to hire. So, like, what could they do? That's the thing. I don't think anybody knows, honestly. I I think the same thing that it would take for, uh, <laughs> I think it's it's impossible for the the oppressed to like make the situation change. So I don't think if black coaches are like, hey, we ain't gonna, we're not coaching anymore until you hire more of us. That's not gonna work. Maybe if like every white coach was like not working until you start hiring more black people, but I don't see that happening. If players no. start striking, like it, I think it would take a mass movement of not just like the seven black coaches we got being like not employed because there's only one black coach employed, but it would have to be like every black coach that's a candidate working together. But I don't think that would even work. I think it's going to take a much bigger movement that players are going to be involved, I think. Yeah. like, And I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I don't think there's a, a world where that issue happens. Maybe Jay-Z can get it done. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, so I brought this up last week with Jamal that like um, largely I feel like because um, for for the majority of people, coaching starts from the bottom up, right? Like you you work your way up from somewhere, whether that be like a, a quality uh, quality control quality control assistant in college at some place, and then you just keep going up from there, um, or yeah, whatever whatever that may be. Um, but like largely, like because just knowing what I know, I know two people who are coaches. Um, that's not a job that they necessarily can can do and live off of. Like they'll both yeah. have other jobs that they do, and coaching is just something that they dedicate their time to during football season. Yeah. Um. And even starting now, there's no guarantee you're working your way up. Like you might be exactly a making 12k a year for eight years before you even get a, a bump up from there, let alone head coach. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if 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 
I guess the point I was trying to make last week was that like people who have um, income in a way that they may be able to not worry so much about their day job and focus more time on that thing. Yeah. Um, dedicated to football, maybe like end up at a graduate assistance and whatever and go from there. Like those people who are their, their lives have them in those spots tend to not be black most of the time. Like just cause like our socioeconomic situation in this country due to uh, years and years of systemic and institutional racism. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, but it's, to say that it seems like we have a pool of guys like, like we say, the league is seventy percent black. There's obviously black players in the league who want to be coaches. We can get players. That's different, though. Sure, it's kind of different. A, a lot of NFL head coaches played in some form or fashion, but a lot of those guys do want to get co- be coaches and don't get the fair shake, or don't get a shake at all, or at I'm, best can be a, a an assistant defensive coordinator. Or so we we hear coach. we hear all the time about like in college, like with recruiting and stuff like that. Guys who end up at places like like Michigan, Northwestern, Notre Dame, who would be there, who wouldn't be there if it wasn't for football, right? And those people can't necessarily stay there as a graduate assistant because a graduate assistant has to be able to maintain their grades and stay in school. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, you're not going to get the the football classes anymore. Like you have to take actual Notre Dame classes now, right? Uh, uh, Yes, but I also think. if coaches want that to happen, they can make it happen. And I, I find it hard to believe that that wouldn't be the case. Like, not necessarily a graduate assistant, but, for example, and this is somebody who probably does do this, but if Nick, like, if Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney... Oh, what'd you say? Because, um, so there, there's that, and then, the, like, there's people who are just at the school as well who, like, have in their mind that they're going to have a career in football. Like, the, there's not that many of us who are in a spot to do that as well, and it's like... sure. Those issues are, are, I guess, like, like I'm saying, like these issues start like way before the NFL. It's like, um, yeah, like I don't know, like I I know the focus is going to be on the league with like all of this, but it's like, dog, like these issues are like way bigger than the league. This is just like a this is a, an after effect of something much larger. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I looking at it like that at first, but no, that that definitely makes sense. I definitely agree. I just I like so I pulled up a list of coaches who kind of like just got their shoe in off of who you know, which that's a lot of industries. So it's not like, yeah, nepotism uh, like, and it's, it's that's, the, that. <laughs> that's the frustrating part, but yeah, like every industry, there's some nepotism there. Um, but it's, it's like, nepotism, though. everyone wants to be able to do that for their family. Like, everybody for wants sure. that. Shit. Yeah, for sure. And their which, friends. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Cause it's like, I guess if the excuse is always going to be there, like, we're not going to hire you because you can't afford to be a QC for seven years before you can move up. We're just never going to hire you. So I get, yeah, again, it's never going to change. We're not going to know you in the first place to hire you is the problem. Yeah. Like, so I, I was looking through some like coaches who have recently been hired. And this is also what I, I guess I using this to like make a point, but I don't want the argument to be like, who's more qualified or who's less qualified. Cause some of these guys are good. Some of these guys are bad, but it's just the way you get yourself in the door. So the first one I pulled up was Arthur Smith. Cause I know he is like a, a huge benefactor of nepotism. So Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons, his dad is the uh, founder of FedEx. FedEx, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every every position he had before he worked for the Falcons was in some way like funded by FedEx. So he went to North Carolina, graduated, became a grad assistant. North Carolina uh, has a, a FedEx global uh, student union or something like that building on campus. He went to Washington with a defensive quality right after being a grad assistant for a year. 
goes to Washington. He's a Q, defensive QC there. Washington, FedEx Field, obviously. Goes to Ole Miss, where, where his dad uh, has a building named after him. Then goes to Tennessee, also a FedEx stadium. And then, like, kind of from there, you work your way up. He was there from 2011 to 2020 and then became a head coach. But, like, quality control, quality control, tight ends coach, offensive coordinator. <laughs> like, that's a hell of a leap. He may have been qualified for that, but it's like, yeah, we never have the shot to, like, make it in there. And that's the same thing with, like, Zach Taylor, who's in the Super Bowl, maybe a good coach, maybe not, married Pat Sherman's daughter out of college, and Pat Sherman gave him a job in the NFL. You take off from there. Like, you just got your foot in the door because you married the right coach's son and kind of take off from there. So it's like, if we can't ever get into the position to even have those, I guess there is no, like, real way to change it, but it doesn't seem fair. And when the NFL's talking about, for the last two years, making things equal and equality and da 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 da. You got, you are a one of the biggest companies on the face of the earth. You can find a way to make a pipeline if you want to. You just are choosing not to. Yeah, they would need to invest at the bottom yeah. level to get people yeah. opportunities to coach at at the bottom level, exactly. like have run the camps and all that shit all the way yeah. up. And it might not even be the NFL because I was listening to a pod today where they kind of made the point of like a lot of the actual NFLs like. They're like upper management are people of color or just women or minorities or whatever. It's the owners and the owners are choosing not to do that. But every all 32 cities, you got 50 million little league coaches in every fucking city and state that you're in. You can make a pipeline. Yeah, how do we get them in the clinics to help them get, gain these skills to get the job at the next exactly. level to move on from that? And at the same yeah. time, it's like uh, the, the point Hugh Jackson brought up when he was talking on um, the, the Pivot podcast was that like not that. I'm not comparing the little league to HBCU football, but it's like people who may be coaching HBCU aren't thinking about coaching in the NFL just because they love what they do so much of that HBCU, like what they mean to that community, what they mean to that college, that campus and everything like that. It's like, this is what they want to do. And it's like a little league coach might, might feel that same way about the kids sure, that he's taking sure. care of and like molding and shit like that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. not everybody not wants everybody to be a coach or something. He but said. at least like make sure that, or not make sure, but like if the opportunities are there and people are choosing not to take them, that's fine. But if the opportunities, like if you're, if you're, I don't know, if you're not trying to get new minds involved, you won't. Because at the end of the day, I mean, like whether you're you're getting a bunch of seven year olds to 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 rally behind you, or it's like high schoolers, or it's college kids, or it's pro football people, like that's a, that takes a certain type of person to do it, and it's like you never know what you could make or what, what the potential for a coach could be until he start trying all these avenues. Like you have yeah. to put people in the fire, give them, give them the chance, man. Like, but I think that's what it turned out to be. I think that's a great point. Cause like how we're talking about, you got to start from the bottom. So like, okay. Most of these guys that are on this list go from grad assistant to some sort of something else. And then they work their way up from there. Yeah. Quarterback. You shouldn't have to like, if, if, the league is putting together some sort of coaching clinic where it's like, Hey, every year. And it don't gotta just be black folks. Like that doesn't have to just be that you can put an emphasis on it, but it's like, Hey, the 5,000 coaches every year get to come to Indy and do this coaching clinic. And Hey, we see this guy, we can make you the fucking assistant audio tape guy or whatever. And then you can work your way up from there, but let's get you in the room. Let's get you a badge. Let's you sit at the table. Because you can't tell me like, like somebody yeah, like Joe Judge, who like you get your first head coaching job, and within three years you look inept, or sorry, within two years you look like you shouldn't be in that position at all. There's yeah, got to be a chance. million black Joe Judges out there who can be a special teams assistant for six years and then be a head coach somewhere, but you're just not looking for those people. So it's not that you can't like 
some coaches keep Bruce Arians keeps finding black coaches. Out there like honestly, like just like based on the numbers, like the the splits between us and them in those positions, like we were saying, like what it takes to be able to to have these like non paying jobs for that long, like sure, no, yeah, no, that we that part usually can't afford to take those chances. The NFL doesn't have to make them non paying jobs either, though. That's a much different conversation. I'm talking about like to, to get to 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 the point where you have the NFL special teams coach job, like oh, but, it's the sure sure to be able to take those chances, like. There's not that many of us that can do that. Oh, no. And that's where I'm saying, like, the clinics that they could do, which is impacting more. Like, they have these, like, community outreach things that they're pushing now over the last couple of years. And that could be one of them where it's like, we're we're not just like, oh, we're going to give you some money to, like, go to a better high school or whatever. Like, we're putting you in a position to get a job with the league and it doesn't have to just be playing the game. If you have a coaching clinic where 5,000 people come, each team, hey, yeah. you, you got some great ideas or you're good. We're going to bring you in as a... Uh, just a QA guy or QC guy, we're not going to pay you $12,000 because we can afford to pay you 50, 60, whatever, like something. Motherfuckers are living off way less than that everywhere. Um, and the league makes more than enough money to be able to do that and sustain. And <laughs> you're going to have way less of these dumbass controversies every, every, singing, every single coaching cycle pretty much of my life. We've talked about, oh, wow, there's one black coach. Oh, we got six. Okay, now there's one. Now we got three. Now we got... You could completely eliminate that. You're you're cutting people off from wanting to watch your game strictly because, like, oh, we can't find the black talent because you can't afford to do an unpaid internship for six years before we start, like, actually giving you a shot. There are definitely avenues. It's just a matter of how much do you want those avenues to be a thing. Yeah. They got to want to change something, man. They got to they gotta want to do it, honestly. Like, yeah. And you know, and like, the- owners, like, they hire, like, who they feel comfortable with and you know, most of the time, I'm for sure, like, these old white guys that own these teams, they feel more comfortable with these, like, like white candidates that they bring in for, like, interviews and stuff. But For sure. They, they got to – it, it makes the league look a certain way. Like, it's getting – Do you all put any, any type of, like, blame or – how do you – I mean, I guess, how do you feel about, like, I guess, like, black head coaches who don't take on black staffs, though? Like, who don't have, like, black coordinators or at all? Like, like if a black head coach doesn't have any, like, black people on the staff? Well, nigga, there's only one. Not on the staff, but I mean, like, if it, you know, like, a coordinator is probably like the most guaranteed role to get you the next job, right? Yeah, like, Not, so usually, like, offensive coordinators use offensive, like, defensive coordinators. Yeah, what about it? So, if, if, like, if you're saying, like, if these opportunities are scarce, like, do you all feel this type of way about, like, if a black head coach doesn't have a black coordinator? Like, is that, like, a failure on his part? Yes and no. No, but there's only, like, one, though. Like, niggas. And that is was there the point Hugh Jackson. No, Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach right now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. I, I, so part like of me I'm, feels like feels like I don't like, want to fault you for like not immediately bringing everybody with you when you don't really feel like you got your foot all the way in the door. Like I can yeah. speak. I can speak for somebody who's like giving references at a job. Like I don't want to give my homie a reference before I'm good here, just in case you do fuck up. So it's like, hey, I'm the I'm Vance Joseph. I might have. Three years, I might have one. Do I want Why to bring it have in to this be all black? Like, you're saying like there's not a there's not a qualified one. You feel confident? No, in? I'm saying reach back by literally reaching back and bringing a nigga with you. Like, yeah. no, but if you feel like that's the best person for the job, then like, why would it have to be that? I mean, I guess it. Maybe I'm not wording it right. I'm not saying it's a a reach as far as like they're not qualified. I'm talking about of giving them the opportunity that they're not getting because clearly they're not getting those opportunities elsewhere because they're not getting hired elsewhere. So I'm saying, I know, like, like the the we're not, so I'm we're not getting the hood, and I'm bringing you with me. Hired, we're saying like they're just not getting hired. 
So if like you feel like this person's like the best person for the job, then it's like shouldn't be a reach to have them on the staff, right? Sure. Yeah. For and it may not be a reach for for me to have them on the staff, but if I'm Vance Joseph and I have a black offensive coordinator, black defensive coordinator, and we win four games, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "This ain't working. Y'all need to figure this out, or y'all all out of here, or it's just y'all all out of here." And I could easily see people thinking that way um, because sure. if if owners but and it wasn't you're, working. You're, be, you're being hella optimistic about it, though. Like, if owners are already saying, like, hey, we're only hiring a handful of black people ever. I think there's been 20. Hugh said there's been 20 black coaches ever. So they only think there's 20 of us qualified enough to be at that level. And if it's like, hey, you made a bad decision by hiring somebody I already didn't think was qualified enough, that's putting a stain that's I feel like is an unnecessary stain. Whether that be the truth or not, we know that's how it's going to be perceived because when black head coaches get fired, you ain't getting a second job more times than not. Black coordinators get fired. You probably ain't getting another job more times than not. I can't. Does that sounds crazy, dog? Because that's like I'm not hiring black people to save black people. That sounds sounds crazy. It sounds (laughs) insane to us because you're black and using logic. You're not using the logic of the white dude who's like, I don't already want you niggas here. I'm not talking about the white guy though. I'm talking about the coaches who don't give those opportunities to black coordinators. Like, okay, sure, yeah. And hey, the maybe they coach. don't think that a nigga's the most qualified person. Like maybe they don't think a bl- a, the black OC that they interview was the most qualified person or the black defensive coordinator. Like, I don't know, but I don't, I'm not going to say I feel a type of way because I can see the things that you might be thinking through as to why you didn't do that. If we're being realistic, if we're being idealist and like, Hey, yeah, like I think you're the best person for the job. Like black people are probably the best person for the job all the time in the NFL. And they're clearly not getting the jobs. So I'm putting the onus on the one black dude that gets hired. Oh, you got to make sure you go get Pep Hamilton and make sure you go get Frosty Whitaker. Cause you know, they're great OCs and DCs, but uh, if it don't work out, it's working again. If there's only one black head coach and we're saying all these people are getting passed over for jobs, then that means there's absolutely someone who's right for that coordinator position that you're not picking if they're not getting hired for the other jobs. Sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Why? (laughs) To save them? That's insane. (laughs) So, so So ideally, Mike Tomlin, you think, should just have like a black ass staff altogether? Because they're clearly black. I, I'm asking you about Mike Tomlin. You think Mike Tomlin's well, entire Mike staff Gino should just be black and white? Coordinator for a minute too, though. No, I, I, yeah, I think I think if 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 the person exists and they're right for the job, then I don't see why he shouldn't do it. Like he's gone through three offensive coordinators, two defensive coordinators since he's been there. They've all been like old white dudes. Like if we're saying like this is an issue and these coaches exist, the talent exists out there. Like how does it not end up on his staff? I'm not like faulting Mike Tomlin. He's a great dude, but it's like at the same time, it's like. That seems like an easy win for everybody. If 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 the people we feel like are getting shorted for jobs because they're talented enough to have the jobs are just sitting there, like that's a free bonus to you. Like you have a head coach quality person as your coordinator, and they also happen to be black. Like you double down on the dubs. Like I agree that that's the way it should work, and I I also see that there's reasons why it doesn't. Nah, man, I think like yeah. So why do you it, think it's it, not happening? It, it, then? Why do you think it, it's not it, happening if that's the case? Just because he doesn't want to? He don't like niggas? No, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I think whatever he's he's going through when he's doing his his planning for what he wants the office to be, what he wants the staff to be, what he wants the um the team to look like, 
it just happens to fit a person and that person may not be black every time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's probably not, it's not most of the time basically for him. So it's like the blackness doesn't matter because he's trying to win football games. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, if you think he's I'm just not even thinking if, about it that way. Yeah. 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 He's, tra- he's okay. trying to win. He's trying to build the best system possible. Okay. Who was that like, he had on his uh sideline that one time when he tripped somebody and the nigga, uh, nigga Joey Porter? Like Joey him. Porter, yeah, he was a defensive assistant in the outside. Not Joey Porter, but there was a coach on his staff that looked just like it. Remember those pictures? It's it was Joey Porter. That's not Joey Porter in that picture. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I, mean, I know what you're talking about. I remember you're talking about they, they were standing right next to him with the headset on too, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. The same. I don't know. But and, and like I don't necessarily even disagree with you, Blake. Like obviously if if Bruce Arians can somehow find a black offensive coordinator, black defensive coordinator, black assistant. It uh, went a bowl? Yeah. Like it's obviously possible. I I wish that Mike Tomlin would do that. I wish more coaches would do that. Sean McVay does it enough. Uh, yeah, Sean, Kyle Shanahan me. does it enough. It does also you seem like that Bruce Arrigan saw the system that uh, Byron, Byron Leverage had going for Josh Rosen and said, I need that fucking guy. <laughs> maybe so and, he's like, I'm going to give you a shot because I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, maybe Mike Tomlin feels like he's not in a position. And I would disagree. We don't know him. Oh, we, I can't speak for him. Yeah, but like. That could be one of the things where he's like, I can't just be bringing you niggas in. I can recommend you for a job, but I can't hire you here. That could be something he's thinking. I don't know. Um, there's not a great reason why, like, if you give a nigga a shot. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, let me get Matt fucking shit, Canada. Shit. We fired Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley immediately brought in, uh, like, five black assistant coaches. So, like, it can be done if you want it to be done. Uh, one of them got fired immediately because he fucking stunk. Um Yeah. But yeah, like, and maybe these guys, maybe, yeah, like, I, I think there's a larger issue there. Like you, like you said, Mike Thomas thinking of like, what's the best way for me to win football? These white guys might be thinking like, I got, I don't even got to worry about the color thing. Mike Tomlin might be like, I don't want it to be a bunch of niggas in here and something go wrong and they blame all of us because we know niggas in position. We know black people that think that way. So it wouldn't shock me if Mike Tomlin thinks that way. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be we, we know black hiring man. Well, I won't say we know black hiring managers. I've spoken to black people who are in positions to hire people, and it's like I'm holding you to a different standard because you're black. So you need to be better than you even are now, even though you're the most qualified person for the position. But you need to be better because you look like me. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the same way that Mike Tomlin feels. And Brandon Staley's not hiring a black dude. Thing like you need to be twice as good as you actually are. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a good special teams assistant or whatever. I'm going to hire you. I don't give a fuck about none of the other shit. Bruce Arians might not care about like, oh, yeah, you kind of sucked in Arizona. I'm going to give you a shot because ain't nobody going to question me. <laughs> like, I feel like we have enough real world applications to put into the NFL where we know that these things happen at fucking Best Buy that we can apply to these people who are very likely thinking in similar ways. I I'm not shooting him no fucking bell on that until he does it though. Like honestly, like that's oh. that shit's absurd. Like <laughs> I, I'm not shooting him any bell. I'm just telling you why I think this is happening. Yeah, Should he be hiring more black coaches? Like You've had the job for 15 years. You, you have enough leeway. You can hire whoever you want. He came in with Dick LeBeau as his DC, which I th- I, I don't fault you for like, keeping him. Like that's a fucking legend. Sure. Like you don't just get rid of Dick LeBeau. But, but like but his offensive had- coordinator has just been like um, Todd, Todd Haley, Haley and Matt Canada, and, like, one other guy I think. He had like, Todd Haley who hated fucking Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger wanted to punch him in the mouth every day. And he was like, and right, "Ben Roethlisberger threw fifty two hundred yards under Todd Haley too." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm not shooting he, him any bill. 
do I think, or I will say, do I wish he did hire more black coaches, especially at the position he's in now? Absolutely. Especially when we go through these like periods where it's like, you're the literally the only one and you're watching everybody else get passed over. I'd love to see him bring somebody else in. Um, you deserve I to be know. selfish yeah. to the rest of the league is like being exclusionary. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 you can't, I'm not asking him to do that either. I just think it's, it's increasingly weird. I don't know if Mike Tomlin has spoken up much about this. I'm not saying that he hasn't. I just, I don't, I can't remember anything off the top of my head about him speaking on these issues in general. Um, but it, especially, I mean, if he has said something about it and he, this is still how he's choosing to move, I'm questioning you, bro. And if you haven't said anything about it, it makes sense. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. Fuck with you, though. I absolutely do. But that shit's weird. Yeah, Mike Tomlin looking a little funny in the light now. It's just kind of weird. That's all I'm saying. Wasn't he the first coach that was brought in under the Rooney rule? Um, I he he got interviewed for like off the Rooney rule. I know that. I don't know if it was made because of him, but he got interviewed because of it. And he he stole the, the show with the interview. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean, the the point's valid. Like, it, I, because like these guys, and I don't want you to fire somebody just to hire somebody else. But yeah, like these years where it's like, me and Jamal both were adamant that like Brian Flores might not have been the best coach, but he for sure got fired a year too early. Hey, cool, you gonna come on my staff? You'll be the like Nick Saban does or like Bill Belichick does. Every time somebody get fired from Bill Belichick's staff, he's like, oh, you got a spot right back at home. Brings it back home, coaches them up for, find something for You might not have your old job, but I mean, you can come over here. We got something. You want to do linebackers? I, yeah. I can get you in linebackers. Yeah, that for sure. Or lean up in the booth for saving, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you look at them Alabama and them fucking New England coaching staff. You see uh, left for a year. Okay, never mind. I'm back. Left for a year. Josh McDaniel, keep leaving and coming back. He'll be back there in four years, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the Raiders coach now, right? For now. Yeah, I, yeah that was kind of quiet, I feel like. It was kind of quiet because the last time they hyped him up, the nigga left. <laughs> he got that hey, indie job, and they were up, he was like, "You talking about like places with established quarterbacks that be open? That's probably one of the rare ones." That's very true. That team and is like Raiders, ready to go. That's a playoff team. Yeah, they won a, what ten games last year on a year where realistically, I took them winning five games. Like they shouldn't have been as good as they were. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're worth uh, being a head coach there, you should be able to win nine, ten games with that team next year. I don't think yeah. they will, but they should. You, you yeah, actually, yeah, if Josh McDaniels is worse than they were this year, because they went through hell this year, so there's Fire no him after a them. year. Fire and and that you know the players are going to be like, uh, we had Rick Pitacci and he was better than you, and now he's gone, and we hate you because all them players yeah. was crying when that brother left. So like they got to get like twelve wins to make that higher rate. Yeah. Do you think like I was thinking about that earlier too when I was thinking about like how black coaches get fired and when or when. And I, I don't always feel like the firing is improper. I do think the hirings don't work out. Um, do you think if a coach, like let's say you inherit a 10-win team and you win six the next year with essentially the same team, you think you should be fired after a year or you should keep like getting to shake shit out a little bit more? Unless like the players are like shitting on you and like like you're running the team bad and like your staff is there's just like shit is like going really bad. Then I can see that, yeah. But like, you know, like, like football is like, Anything can happen on any Sunday. Like there's you gotta go into injuries, like stuff like that, going to account for it too. So it, it all just depends. But I think you should at least get a like two to three years. I agree. I think that. um well in in a if it's a perfect clean slate and everything's fine, then probably no, you shouldn't be. There's probably just give it one more year if you start out slow, then get them out of here. But um realistically, it's like 
I forgot who said this quote. They said like every single year, there's probably like seven teams in the NFL trying to win. Other than that, like the other teams really aren't. So, um, and then with that, the teams that keep on going through coaches, it's like the same pool of like 10. Yeah. They just get recycled. When they get like one little taste of success, like whether it be the, um, what the Todd Bowles, like 10 win season out the gate in, in Mm -hmm. uh, New England or in, in the, on the Jets, there was someone else we brought up too. Like, uh, I think Leslie Frazier, he started out with like a 10 win season on the Vikings and then it fell apart. Um, those teams, they feel like, yo, you're wasting our roster that miraculously got to this one point this one year, and we feel like we can instantly make things better. It's like probably why Jim Cobble got let go, too, because it's like, well, how come we're not winning at all? We only we got kicked out of the playoffs. Like, we couldn't do more than this. And it's like, like you motherfucker, you don't, you don't realize, like, this is me. This I'm the system here. I am the, the culture. I am the franchise. You're going to get rid of me, and all that's going to be left is the shitty Detroit Lions culture. And that's it. And this that that's worth four wins. Tops. You you mentioning that really makes me more frustrated that black coaches don't get more shakes because they like there usually is like seven open positions almost every single season. Like no five to seven five to seven head coaching jobs open every single year, which means usually the offensive and defensive coordinators are going with them. And, and we get like, I remember the one year where it was seven black coaches in the league. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, like shit's really about to change. And within four years, all of the niggas were fired. Yep. Like, God, this, um, a point Hugh Jackson brought up on the interview, too, is like the, the scarcity of opportunities that you have basically means that, like, you're going to say yes to what comes to you because, like, there's only 32 NFL coaching jobs. Yeah. Um, and then you don't really have any leverage to negotiate anything beyond that. Right. So it's like you got yep. the job. And you're in there and like maybe um, you and the GM aren't exactly on the same page. And like maybe the GM and the owner want to do more stuff with the draft and like roster control than like you might like. Um, and you can't really go anywhere from there. Um, and not saying that's what happened to Hugh Jackson, because that I think the the Browns went like five, five, one or five, three and one no, or something like that. Or I think. Oh, that season. Oh, when he. Oh. Yeah, where they cut him they in the like, middle yeah, of the year. Yeah. They, they got instantly better once they got rid of him. They were immediately better. So, yeah. I don't think this will happen with him, but I'm like, that is like, that's legit a thing where it's like you, there's not that many jobs available. So it's not like if you, if it's you, one of us, like just going to apply for a job and you get the chance to negotiate because you can go work somewhere else if you don't like this place. Like, that's not the yeah. thing with the NFL. So it's not like, yeah, them opportunities is limited, man. You gotta, you kind of gotta roll with whatever's there, and like you saw Byron, like um, do the smart thing and not step into a role where he was in a place where he didn't feel comfortable. Like he didn't want Bulky there anymore. He, he wanted uh, Adrian Wilson in because that's someone he felt comfortable with. And it's like a lot of people aren't bold enough to do that in the first place. Like, but yeah. you probably should because I mean you're you're gonna maybe ruin the one opportunity you get if you don't. Like, God I think you'll get a chance someday. Oh. Absolutely, I think. I think that how that situation played out and how inept the Jags owner seems will be the reason he does. Like, I don't know if yeah. every coach in every situation could do that. Like I'm request, I'm demanding you bring my GM in or I'm not coming and get away with it. But like the Jags just look like such a shit show this off season that everybody's got to be like, we're not even like, yeah. it's, it's, it's rare that like, like a new first round head coach, like you can't just like, you know, like you'd be like, Oh, I want this guy as my GM. Cause they were saying like, uh, because they were talking about bringing in the, uh, the old Vikings GM. What's his name? Spielman. But his oh, name yeah. was that he didn't want it. He just didn't want to work with Bonky. But there's like, even like Daniel Jeremiah said it on Move the Sticks. Like, Tyra, I know you listen to Move the Sticks sometimes. Like, 
he said he knew people that like were up for like coaching jobs. They they're not taking that interview. And he not said, calling the, and I'll leave it at that just because no, of that. But, they said that Trent Baalke has fired four coaches in his last four seasons or something like that. Like not even just with the Jags, but when he was with uh, San Francisco and immediately came over and started firing more people. Like, I just don't feel like that's a person. Yeah, like they say, he likes throwing up people under the bus. He just has like he just has like a bad rep, and people like just weren't. And yeah, the fact that he still has a job is why I side eye every owner that's like we couldn't find the most qualified candidate because you guys give jobs and leave jobs to these people who are super fucking inept all the time. Because like the thing with ownership, like you don't need to be a fan. Like it, the NFL is a money printer. It's like Chad Connor, sure, sure. Like no, yeah, might yeah, not right. give, give a damn about the Jaguars, but this is pretty yeah, money like, for. They, it. But they you know what would print more money? They say he bought the team for like seven hundred and something million, and now it's worth like over like two billion or one billion off of you losing all the time. What, what is more money in that? Like Tyrell, the only way that like you can realistically think about more money in that sense if you like putting out a Super Bowl winner every single year. And you're the hottest brand of football, which the Jaguars are never going to be. No offense, Jamal, but like that's no, just no, not no. the cards for y'all. So it's like if I hey. turn my my seven hundred million to two billion in nine years, like I I'm not thinking about more money. Just keep this shit going the way it's going. Like that's hella money. Yeah, no. But man. like it's not like I'm saying like, hey, hire more people, pay people more. Just like get rid of the shit eggs you got. Like it. You're not you're like a laughing stock. People are your fans are showing up to games in clown suits, which sure, you're making money. You don't care about all that. But you can have all the money. You can have all that money and not have the bad reputation. Like, why would you what billionaire is like, man, I'm I fucking love being the I love going to the owners meeting. Rubbing elbows with NFL fans? No, but I think he's rubbing elbows with NFL owners and being like, man, my team fucking sucks, but you know, I don't give up. You ain't doing that shit either. Because they're like, oh, well, we know when we play his team. That's a get right game for us. I bet bet he's been in Jacksonville probably less than 15 times in in the the year since he's in the season. I don't think that I, no part of me thinks that billionaires enjoy being the worst in their at, at have anything. Have you seen his ever. boat? I have seen his boat, but I still that's don't think he, he don't want the smallest. Yacht. <laughs> you, Jeff Bezos built a new boat and he's probably like, hey, I, I need to I need to add on to this boat. I can't believe he got a business that's just failing. And he's like, oh, fuck. I guarantee you, Jeff Bezos ain't talking to him about the Jaguars. Jeff Bezos want to buy an NFL team. He probably want to buy the NFL, actually. Anyway, I, it it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to me as some, like these billionaires be so crude and want to win and want to be the best and beat everybody like Jerry Jones does. I don't I think he'd be making the wrong moves, but that motherfucker want to win and be the best so bad that he'll do and difference. pay who and whatever. He's yeah, a football he guy. I understand. He's the old yes. money owner. That's that's the difference. That's what it used to be. But now these new money guys come in because it's a great business opportunity. They don't need to care about it the way Jerry Jones does. They don't need to care about the way the way the bus family does like. You don't have to be that anymore. You can be like Joe uh, Sy for the Nets. Like it's our Mikel Prokhorov for the Nets. Like this shit I'm literally prints money just owning it. And then you get rid of it in like 15 years and you've, you've quadrupled your money. Like you don't have to do anything. It's not like it takes maximum appoint somebody else to fire bulky. <laughs> like I, it, I don't, I don't think it takes maximum effort to be like, Hey, we can change this. Right. Like I can get rid of this and do something better. Right. They have it's a firm that does all their him money. Like it's, he's literally going to have to cost him money and like not cost the potential earnings cost him money. That's what's going to take. You're fucking up my, my passive income. Sure. Now I'm going to fire you. <laughs> Hey man, I, yeah, I don't know. I I want better for everybody, and it's embarrassing. I do too. But this is this is capitalism. Like this is this is what we got. Capitalism is the worst fucking system ever. I hate this shit. 
in every way. When you don't have money, it is. <laughs> when you got money, it's the fucking Yeah, it's, it's fucking fire for 19 people. <laughs> yep. Fuck. God damn, this shit's awful. They ruined the one good thing we like to watch. You know what Jamal probably wants every Sunday? To take a day off his like 70K a year job and just scratch his ass while his team wins some games. And his owner's like, fuck you, you broke bitch. We're losing. We're I losing see why you games. Too, dog. When you put it that way, I wouldn't stay home for these bitches. Like, no. Oh, I'm not yeah, buying Sunday ticket to watch my team get fucking raw, dog. No. Dude, yeah, when I man, me and Tyrell, uh, what was it last season? I went, I watched the first game with not this last season, but the season before. I watched the first game against the Colts. I didn't see won. that nigga for a year. He was like, I don't yeah, want to go football. We lost like four. We lost like three, four games. But, like the games were like close. Then we started getting smoked out. Like yeah, let me start working these Sundays and make some extra money. Like fuck this. Shit. Yeah, ain't worth it. He's ain't worth it. I can listen to shit on my phone. Mm-mm. I got fancy football. I can watch Sunday night game or Monday night football. You could you could be a Chargers fan where your team tricks you into taking days off of work because you think you're gonna win and you get fucking dog walked every week and then you win the next week. We beat Jesus the Super Bowl Christ. champions by forty. Speaking of Super Bowl champions, hold on. Yeah, I bought these glasses in honor of Joe Burrow. I'm wearing them to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. the Are you buffs, you see? No, I'm gonna wear them at the crib. I'm just gonna be uh, right. instead of a Joe What's Burrow good? jersey. I got. We having a little party at the crib, you know. Having some people over. A little two time COVID party, man. See if we can't make a treat. Hey, all my homies have had COVID now, so I think we're good. I never had. Me and Jamal have never had COVID. I I went to. uh, Oh, Jamal actually did have COVID. He had a few fun. I I went to. We watched the championship. I did get my boost bro last week. I let him inject me with the. uh, I can't see you go out like that again. That shit was bad. Yeah. I got the booster. We watched a championship game at one of the homies or at one of the homies' houses last week. Tuesday, somebody was like, "Hey guys, I got COVID." God damn what? it, we can't do shit. Yeah, so you got close contact. Yeah, does that even count? Because you were like you're within ninety days of having it, right? Yeah, but I've been sick this week anyway. I just had a little cold, so it didn't matter anyway. So you sat down on the little, uh, you know, protect your um, you see, <laughs> you know. Anyway, Speaking moving on. The Super Bowl. Who y'all think gonna win? Or who y'all got for the Super Bowl? The, uh, I want the Bengals to win. I think the Rams are gonna win, though. They play an incredible football. I think the Rams are gonna win, and for the same reason that I think Aaron Donald is gonna be the Super Bowl MVP, because I don't know what you like. Von Miller's looked great. Uh, Greg Gaines has looked great. Like, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald's gonna fucking absolutely go crazy joe burrow looks awesome uh but like if you put Jalen ramsey on jamar chase and it takes him just a tick longer to get open than it like it normally does t higgins might go off but yeah i, I think the rams got this you know it's going to be stafford a cup i know y'all got your little sexy little bets going you know it's going to be stafford a cup to win mvp yes if they win it's not oh, going to be here you don't have to get like six sacks yeah, no, if they, win, like, a, if they win like a like a low scoring game, like fourteen to ten or fourteen seven, Aaron Donald has like six X and he win it. But that's just going to be <laughs> so if they win fourteen to six and Aaron Donald has six X, he could win it. Yeah, nah, man, right. that shit, they, they giving that shit to Stafford. I agree. Nigga, didn't, didn't, didn't Von Miller yeah, nah. win uh, uh, MVP when they fucked yeah. the uh, Panthers up? Yeah, he had a strip sack. Uh, he, he had, had like a great moment. Like yeah. Cam Newton, like on the ground, not fighting for the ball. Like, yeah, no, he had. Uh, he like might have two strip sacks. Shit, Jamal was asleep, so he didn't know. 
I was fucking fried. <laughs> nah, I, I think I think it's I I also want uh my LSU NFL team to win, but I think it's it's gonna be hard pressed for them. I think that luck might run out. You ain't giving up nine sacks and uh, giving the ball back to Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and and that's the yeah. The Bengals are the pick of the Saints fan base as well. So because the LSU who they and who that and Trey Hendrickson and Eli Apple up there doing their thing. I think Von Bell's uh, on that team as well. Yeah, yes. Odell. Odell's an LSU guy. That's it, though. And who else? Oh, and uh, Andrew Whitworth. Okay, Andrew Whitworth was like my first year of watching LFC football. Yeah, Maybe even earlier than that. I think it's 46 years old. <laughs> you played with Joe Namath down there? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the guys I wanted a natty with watching that brought me joy in my life. And then I could play with Rohan Davey. Oh, wow. Nah, Andrew Whitworth is old as fuck. Rohan Davey. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, who... I, 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 it's it's hard to not pick the Rams. I do think the Bengals can cover though. <laughs> you telling me I him and Glenn Dorsey used to go heads in practice? Glenn Dorsey was a a, a a high school senior coming on for practices and shit, getting whooped on by him. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Jesus Christ! Nah, yeah. I do think it'll be a fun game. I do hope it's high scoring. I think it can be high scoring. I don't know what they got the over at. No one got dying like dude. My bad. No. Oh no, I, I do low key kind of want that shit. I might wait a little bit because I got other stuff I need to beat. But I'm I'm really just waiting on uh Horizon. That's like what two weeks from now. Yep, the 18th, 14 days. Are you putting yourself on complete media blackout? Do you like Tyrell? Oh, I haven't even like I haven't. I guess I haven't muted any like keywords and under for that shit. But I guess I, should. I don't. I don't mute stuff necessarily. I just, whenever I've already decided I'm going to buy a game, I just try not to look at anything. Cause it's like, I don't even care what the like side missions or the gameplay look like. I just want to be surprised and have a good time when I get it. Yeah. I but think not. the last thing I watched was that video Blake sent us like that, like, that, that preview, whatever kind of like the little eight minute preview they did. But yeah. Nah, I said like, yeah, I don't want to see anymore. Like I'm good. Mm. I'm excited. For I know I'm not going to play it. So I'll watch everything at this point. Dying Light looks fun. I did. I really didn't like that first one. I've heard that they've improved like the gameplay stuff and like how the zombies work a little bit. The story I also has heard is awful. Um, I might I'm play so it once. It's, once Jamal buys it on sale in like six months, but I don't have any desire to get that. Yeah, it's not my cr- cup of bourbon. Kiss my dream. Did you pl- did you play the first one? I did. That shit was cheap. Jamal really played though. I just I just got through yeah. a little bit of that shit. I fucked with the first one. I think that I, game fucking sucked. I played it with like. Who the hell did I play that shit a lot with? I think you were playing with like Fly and Lamar or something like that. Yeah. Might have been me and Lamar. I think so. Yeah, that nigga Lamar used to fucking leave me. That nigga just be running off out of nowhere. That shit was hella fun at night when the zombies get like super turned up. That shit was pretty funny though. Yeah. No, I'm just waiting on Horizon, bro. That's what I'm waiting on. I got a question for y'all. I need it. Um, So tell me what you think is the best feature out of these three songs. Damn. Okay, um, J Rock on Money Trees, Pusha oh, T on So Appalled, or Rick Ross on Devil in a New Dress. Ooh, shit! It's I'd between say, the Ross and the uh, the, the J Rock one for me. I agree. I would. I'm gonna have yeah. to pick one. I'm gonna. I think I go Money Trees. I just like that song. I think I. They all bodied that their verses. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with J Rock too. It's a very close uh, or. Rick Ross on um, Devil in a New Dress is a very close second. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. 
I don't really care for Push On uh, So Appalled. I'd have to listen to it just to be sure. I feel oh, like he didn't even have my I favorite verse on there. On but like, I, that's definitely my third favorite out of all those three. I'm so appalled. Donald Trump, take it. I think Kanye had my favorite verse on there now. Think about it. Yeah, he didn't have my favorite verse. Kanye can rap his ass off when he wants to, man. Like, um, oh I was God, listening to Life of Pablo today and um, fucking No More Parties in LA, like him and Kendrick. Like, oh, you, how do you just wake up and do the shit when you want to do it? You don't do it all the time, but you do it when you want to do it. I don't understand it. I, who, the, who, whatever writer's available that day. I don't know because I no, was just it, listening it, to Life of Pablo last week and he, 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 that album is great. Very great. Yeah. And then, um, like on um, off the grid on Donda, he did his shit on there too. I've only listened to that album a couple times, and I listened. To oh my god! Since so the Lux came out, that's been like one of my heavy rotation what's albums. The, what's the beat on Off the Grid? I know them by beat, not by name. Um, I you can just do it for you. Hold on, because that album's so damn long. I like picked a couple songs that I like, and then like, oh, this I've heard this beat on TikTok. Goes off. Oh, I Yeah. I do not. Start for Playboy Cardi. Hold on. That's why I sent it to. I was forgetting you. Decide I'm a living room. Look at the problems and issues I'm living through. They try to drag me around in my pinnacle. Walk through the block like the neighborhood general. Drop me the low end, and that's why I sent it to. I was forgetting you. Now I remember. Nah, I don't be listening to that. I hate them fucking drill beats. So if I hear that shit, I'm probably turning it off. Ah. <laughs> I hate those beats. Speaking oh, of five year and drill beats. What'd you say? Oh brother. Fuck Playboy Cardi. Oh. I know. You tell us every time you get a chance to. <laughs> Shakur does make sure if he hates somebody, you will know about it. Uh, every time like, who, who you got over there? Yeah, I don't fuck with him. And then once he just started doing that damn baby voice too much, I'm like, I can't listen to this shit anymore. I can't believe you keep on talking to me about baby Kim and you mad at baby voices. Like, I don't look for a baby <laughs> queen, but what the fuck did you get this from? That's crazy. Um, on one of 5EO songs, it came out last year. I think it's called A Story or The Story, something like that. But the the premise of the song, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Like He's like um, talking about he's this guy like took a charge for his man. Like, he's in jail now. And like, the charge is like some serious shit. Like, I guess like they thought he killed a police officer or something like that. But... um. While he's in there, his man, who he took the charge for, ends up like getting killed in the streets, right? And so now he's having the thought of like, "Damn, I should just retrial and like tell the truth now." And he's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit down and just take the time that they gave me." But like, if I know we're we're not like the street like inside the yes. like that, but like if yes, if you if you went and like retrialed and told the truth, is that snitching? Yes, and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yeah, what are they gonna do? Oh, they dug him up and put him in the. Uh, they cremated him. I found him in the grave. <laughs> Fuck no! I might consult the hood just to be like, "Hey, listen, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Y'all not Yo, gonna I'm kill me first. He gone. Hey. Yeah, nah, nigga, you putting smut on his name. We killing you. Fuck you. Do you think <laughs> they believe? Like do you think they believe you? Head at the grocery store, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Niggas about to be sick. Niggas put my mama through a table. Yeah, no, nah, I got. I'm gonna call a friend first just to make sure it's okay. But if I have the opportunity and nobody's gonna be mad, <laughs> nigga, I'm absolutely. You know, I'm mad. I'd be if I take a charge for a nigga who died. You irresponsible bitch. Oh my god, absolutely not. You better stay alive <laughs> till I get home. 
You owe me. Well, I'm like, dog, you, you probably should have just <laughs> called your lawyer to make that retrial. Like, Fuck. Wait, I know you said that, shit, but nobody cares. <laughs> you said that happened in the song. Did that really happen to him? I don't think so, because he didn't get locked oh, okay. up with that crazy. He was like selling drugs in North Carolina or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah. Bitch up. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm absolutely, <laughs> if I have any opportunity to get out without it, like, affecting my name, like, if nobody's going to care, I'm doing mostly whatever. Yeah, I feel you. I agree. Five year was the Southern Connect for Franklin in the <laughs> old ass. <laughs> he was in Little Rock with Jerome and him. Yeah, oh, that wow. was actually five year. Hey, that comes out, <laughs> that comes out later this month, too. We get a uh, snowfall back at the end of the month. Can't wait for that. Someone said they're mad at Franklin because he's not limping no more. <laughs> he's faking. He, he did like your uh, dog when they step on something, they just fake limp for like the next five hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> he really he's dropped the cane at the end, like, ah, I gotcha, bitch. Mm hmm. walking like, uh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, he only got one joke for people who be Was going to be a linebacker? Yes, it was. Yeah, I can't think of his name. What's bro name? Oh, Thank God. It, we we don't know. Never heard of him. Never. Season they gonna hit the same without Man Boy though. I can't think of his name. <sighs> Man Boy's a great actor. He was on that throwing bones thing with uh, Draymond Green. They had him on there. <laughs> That's hella funny. Oh, they yeah. said on the Cali game. They said on Cali game banging that uh, Draymond Green be getting taxed to move around the city. And I was yeah, when they no. said that. They be saying it to make fun of people, but I'm like, yo, if I'm hella rich and I just got to pay somebody like $4,500 for uh, a month for nobody to fuck with me ever in a place where the people will absolutely fuck with me all the time, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to make me sound like no sucker. Like, what the Wait, fuck? I got a max contract. Suck my dick. Take this. This is why I don't understand, though. Like, you're only going to get taxed if you're going into certain areas. Like, that's only a thing. Like, extortion only exists in certain areas. Have if you, you seen have Dr- that much ah! money? Why do you want to go over there? You don't got to go over Dr- there. It's, it's have the you baby. seen Draymond Green's face? Sometimes niggas just want to kick. Draymond Green has a face that he looks like he likes to be around trouble. Mm. He might, but now you profile him. He's from Saginaw and be slapping niggas in the club. He probably want to just be out in like the dirtiest parts of Oakland, like getting into it. He's a uh, athlete, meat pick veteran, veteran too. Yo, yo, we need. He's part of the rare club. Him, him, Brett Favre, Jamal Murray. Oh wow, Greg Oden. Or somebody said his dick was that shit. <laughs> Call it a nigga a meat pit veteran. It's fucking insane. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> holy, holy shit. <laughs> they did say he Wilders of the they Hammer. Did, Randolph hey, it. It's hella funny too because the two times that NBA players have like publicly posted their meat, they were, he did it at the Olympics and Jamal Murray did it in the bubble. Like you're just in an enclosed space where NBA players the next day are definitely clowning you. You leaving Greg Oden off of this. I don't. Where was Greg Oden? Was he at the Olympics too? This happened when I was on Twitter. Still, Greg Oden let the meat hang. But I'm. But I, I didn't know he did that. Blake was got a file. Had <laughs> a good memory. They could do pro player cops. <laughs> it's not every day that an athlete can hang a dog on the timeline. Like I'm for Atlanta drop. You know what? I said oh. we need that as a drop. You have that? No. Uh, no. Nah. Yeah, nah. This uh, nigga gay as hell. That's the only one I have semi related. Uh, it's Mark not March every day an athlete's dropping cock. Oh, fuck. Wow. 
You niggas are nuts. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> they were so mad at him when he mooned. They Joe Buck sounded like he wanted to shoot him in the back of the head. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cover the eyes of the mothers. That is a disgusting act. Oh, my God. I thought I had the casting on us one, too. But... So you got to watch the Pro Bowl this weekend? I'm not mm-hmm. watching it, but I did bet better. On it. I'm not watching that shit. I'm about to put some money on it, too. Are you going to be home to watch it, Jamal? Like, real talk? It's Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be home. He takes Sundays off when the Jags aren't playing. <laughs> He's like, oh, they got to buy. I'm staying home today. I don't want to look nah, at they that They asked shit. me if I wanted to work this Sunday, but I'm on Sunday, Monday. I ain't giving up my consecutive days off. I'm cool. Uh, back to video games real quick. Y'all, either of y'all play? Blake, you told us what you've been playing. Shakur, you been playing anything recently? Uh, I haven't played. I played Deathloop a little bit this week. I've been playing. I've been playing Arkham City. Mm. Doesn't Arkham Knights mm. come out this in the next couple of months? It's this or year. Knight, oh, they don't have a date yeah, for it. This year, yeah. No, oh, I've okay. been going through those some of those old Batman games. Let's think like we're gonna all play it together when it comes out. Hmm? Who's gonna be who? <laughs> I don't know who you gonna be. Which one of them was ass? I'm gonna just pick off you, bro. That's what you be doing to me. You say what? <laughs> you gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> That's who you gonna be. I'm, All right, cool. I'm about to be Red Hood. He got guns. All right, you know it's gonna be like them guns where they do like the like the um, Devil May Cry guns where you just be doing like combos with the shits. So you hit someone like sixty times with the nine millimeter, never reload. <laughs> nah, you stupid. <laughs> You're probably right. Who's gonna be a uh, Robin? Which one? Mm, you talking about bisexual Robin, aren't you? Because that's, what, say, that's what you would do right now. <laughs> I know that's what you would do. Why are you so horny? What is happening with him? I'm about to be Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair kicking ass. Oh, my God. Oh, Titans got a... I think, well, they they renewed the season, but they said... Uh, I think they... Oh, goddamn mistake. Let that shit die. Come on, man. Relax. Oh, They make this- half a season really good and then just fuck it up. <laughs> Yo, you that. you explained that episode where they were like all dead but not dead uh, pissed me off. Oh, nigga. Yo, <laughs> Tyrell, hey. Tyrell, you gotta see how this shit ended though with the purple rain. And then the song came on. Shout out to Future. Like, like, but, like uh, Prince? Yes. Nigga. Uh, somebody on Twitter said uh, they, Hawk turned into Yusuke Urameshi. <laughs> Oh, that shit had me dying. No, nah, that was that was, names. that was bullshit. Good ass reference. You don't know he what that is. In, um, a diner Fuck in Purgatory. No. From a uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. You never watched Yu Yu Hakusho? No, no, I did. I haven't watched. I I haven't watched a Peacemaker though. That show's funny as hell. That show's hilarious. hilarious. You caught up? Everybody caught up? Uh, yeah. No, I'm two episodes behind. I think I started mm-hmm. when they were already on like episode four or something. It ain't so, nothing uh, on the show spoiler worthy. If y'all want to talk about it, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. There actually is, though. Especially mm-hmm. relating to people on the team. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I plan on watching them this weekend, probably tomorrow. So yeah. eat a dick. I think I think Jamal fucks with Peacemaker's dad and the jokes he's right, making. <laughs> you know he does. You oh, know yeah, he no, does. The, what he- Jamal, Jamal is the biggest racist I've ever met. That motherfucker has watched oh, Grand man. Torino 76 really times. Really Homelander, Ho- Homelander, his favorite character, and Stormfront, his second favorite character. And now he wants a white knight <laughs> yeah, outfit no, for Halloween. Jamal definitely engaged with racism as a form of comedy. 
it's like a form. It's a form of comedy or a form of love. I don't know. That nigga's really yeah, the thing, That's why that, that nigga can't go to Canada no more. The costume, yeah, his dad has. That costume was ass. That shit. Was what the trash. fuck is he? It's like a dead goat head. It's <laughs> a white dragon. dragon. Yeah, the white dragon. Hey, <laughs> I wasn't expecting vigilante. I did see the episode where uh, vigilante goes up to the niggas in the in the jail and oh, starts assaulting them. He beat the brakes off the niggas. Oh, white knight was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not me, buddy. I'm out of here. <laughs> God." Nah, he was <laughs> fucking ass. I ain't seen an ass whooper like that on since, uh, <laughs> the first episode of season two of The Punisher, where he whooped them two bitches in the uh, bathroom. Yo, oh my god! Nah, he fucked them hoes up. You should man. Have he, like, paper towel yeah. dispensers, like <laughs> he broke one chick's head on the sink. She like tried to stab him. He grabbed her arm, broke it, took the knife from her, stabbed her in the shoulder to the stall, and was just packing her out. I was like, he was like, all right, y'all ain't in the universe. <laughs> Matt Murdock, you come over here for that, uh, Tyro, you never watched that? <laughs> no, no, no. You just need to watch. Was that one last, of the Netflix ones? Yeah, you just need to watch the last eight minutes of season season two, episode one. Nigga, he stabbed nah. the bitch to the stall and is just packing her out. Nah, it's the most watch, violent shit I think I've ever seen. Y'all go watch the last episode of Defenders 2 and see him fighting inside the middle of some dragon bones and electric and turn into like a cloud of smoke and shit. Like, I didn't finish the finish, dude. Cause that show, man. Mm. Did you did you did you watch a dragon? What dragon? Not dragon. Iron Fist. Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah, Iron Fist. There we go. I watched all the Netflix things. I watched besides I didn't finish the cage season two. It's the only thing I didn't finish. Damn, you didn't finish the black one? That's crazy. Yeah, because that one personally offended me. Dab? Get the fuck I think I think I'm after so he dabbed, dabbed everybody we know turned that fucking series off after they made that nigga dab. A, a bad show don't hurt as much when it's not trying to um cool what's the right word. Season yeah, like, one, it, season it didn't kind of talk to me. I like season one. Season yeah. one was good as fuck. Dude, man, like I they were so they close. Killed, they, they Cottonmouth a good ass character. They were like, you get four episodes. Yeah. You couldn't afford his ass. I thought Wolfman was about to oh, get naked on there in season two. The uh, Misty Night, yeah, kick on there that he was messing with. Like, dude, like they got super close to like showing a titty, but then like, nah, she never got naked on there. Oh, she Come was- on, titty. Old Issa Rae. What about Issa Rae? <laughs> she be pump faking on there. Oh yeah, 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 arm right here. <laughs> they, <laughs> hey, they be talented as hell with them angles. Like how the arm go right in front of the nipple? When it's your show, you gonna make sure it's right. Hey, but it's funny because you be thinking they're gonna do that on every show. You watch a Euphoria, and the next thing you know, there's just a dick on your screen. Like, hey, oh, I heard those aren't real dicks. I heard they like don't look like real dicks. Them. You upset? Uh, actually, Wait, <laughs> come on, man. why you trying to do me like that? <laughs> why? Why'd you find that news? <laughs> and why you say it so fast? I said dicks on the screen. Those are fake dicks. Oh, those dicks are not real. <laughs> the dicks ain't real. Did the math. <laughs> no dick is that girthy. Wow. All right. All right. Relax. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo. This thing is wild. Come on. Hold on a minute, player. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't no freaks. We ain't no whole No, don't do it, though. We ain't never pulling no train. We ain't no motherfucking freaks. We some family men. We getting it paper. You know what I'm talking yo, about? That- the end of that last episode was wild, dude. Like that, like the niggas' dad was like, "You know what? I'm such and such. The f word. I'm a pig, but you guys are fucking weird." And then he, he just said, I, "He said I fucking hate 
all of you. <laughs> Fuck your mom. Remember, she used to suck my dick, and I didn't even like it. Nah, that, well, she you can't even say. Nigga, Euphoria. Oh, oh no, I only watched the first episode of the season because I seen a clip of what was going on in the second one. I was like, dog, this is like fucking porn. Like, I'm not about to watch this shit. Nah, like, they, they start the second episode. Uh, <laughs> dog, Nate's dad is. <laughs> Uh, you just oh, gotta watch yeah. the show. Yeah, I just gotta watch the show. I will say though, uh, Fez's little dude, brother Ashtray. You oh. just need to watch it so you can see Ashtray be the realest nigga of all time on TV. He beat the fuck out of his dad. That first episode was some wild shit that I feel like should be shown to kids if they're trying to keep them away from like drugs and selling drugs and everything. Like, nigga, people were like, "Oh, this show is glorifying sex and drugs." If you watch that show and you think that's glorifying, you need fucking help. That's a good way to find out if your kid needs help. If they yes. think that shit's lit. Because that show don't glorify shit. Hell no. Abs- nah, I, not- actually, yeah, no, like, um, with how they show Rue going through it and just, like, how fucked up she is, like, even if high schoolers were to watch the show, I don't feel like it would make them want to do drugs. Cause that shit seems scary. But it might make you want to suck some dick, but not do no drugs. Bro, she was like, there's my heart rate. I found it. I'm like, wait, yeah, what? nigga, what? Yeah, nah. Every epi- every episode is good. There just be like ten minute stretches where it's like I'm incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, Jamal, you just gonna let uh, Tyrell just, just sneak out that the show gives him dick sucking urges? You didn't catch that, did you? Wait, what? What did he say? He literally said. He said the show might make him want to suck some dick. That's what he oh, said. Wow. I said them. I said them. You know what they? <laughs> Because you said it's not going to make kids want to do drugs. And I said, yeah, it might make them want to suck some dick, but it's not going to make them want to do drugs. I want to do drugs watching the show. I'm about to do fentanyl as soon as we turn this show off. Hey, hey, yo, I, I think I'm about to get up out of here now. That nigga take yeah, well, I might have to. Yeah. <laughs> you really quickly. No, yeah, I, I didn't have nothing else to mention. I just want people to be, uh, I wanted people to miss me. Yeah. Nigga missed that. Yeah. You mentioned that ESTG. I'm, fr- I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling from half court. What's the EFTG song you said you were fucking with? Well, he smoked that song on uh <laughs> on Blockboy Baby. Um, that shit was hard. No, you said Babyface Ray is like six mile or something. Six oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the best song on that album. Actually, no, I know what I'm gonna play for a fucking outro, man. Not, nah, you you gotta play six mile. That the I've listened to that song forty times in the last. Like, but I've never heard it, so I don't know how it works on an outro. But I've I have one of mine that I listen to. Hey man, I trust you. Alright. Oh, that's 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 a good one. Man, we had to get out of here. Tyrell saw a while. Alright, episode 45, man. Watch you for you with your mouth closed. Don't fall for that shit. Right, wow. We out of here. <laughs>